Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 146 of RPG Digest. In segment one, we read through. Let me skip a couple paragraphs here and there. Maybe I shouldn't call it a read through. I should uh, call it teasing you with literature, a tabletop RPG to introduce it to you. Oftentimes, ourselves as well. In segment two, we provide higher level overviews and fundamentals, and even the occasional how to of systems, settings, and game mechanics. I am John Maxley Oslo, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me, as usual, is the inventor of the true neutral alignment, Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. How are you gross. today, sir? That was gross. True neutral, they're all stillborn. All of them. All of them. They're, yeah. I can show you a true neutral person in real life. No, you can't. You can show me a grave. That's what you can do, but that's it. I'm not a real live person, because they don't exist. Not in fantasy, not in reality. I, I, the, the people who came up with the idea of someone being true neutral is this is the same vein of person that came up with the idea that people can be cats or dogs or wolves or whatever. It's ridiculous, and you should be taken out behind the shed and beaten to within an inch of your life. I'm not saying you will. I'm saying you should. On the flip side, I have a video where I talked about this when I was sitting on Gatekeepers. And we talked about the true neutral alignment, of which I absolutely believe can be done and can be done well. So oh, th this we is go. a man who also owns three cats. So I do own three take cats. Take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> so how was your week? It was pretty good. My my son was at my mother's for most of the week and uh, had a good time. It was nice. Um, I got to I got to go to a movie, and I wish I didn't. Uh-oh. What movie was it? I Okay. The bar was real low on this one, okay? But <laughs> I had I had I found a little gift card, an AMC gift card, so I'm like, "You know what? This will be free. I'll go to a matinee. Won't cost a dime. It'll be great." I went and saw The Flash. I've heard bad things about it, but I don't you I don't again. Right. You know me, I I don't get into the comic book stuff, so the people who told you these things, they were right. They were very can, right. can, in just a few seconds. Can you say what was bad about it? Yes, I can. All right. All right. Let's see. It here. exists uh, is not an answer, by the way. What? It exists is not the oh, answer. No, no, I understand. I understand. <laughs> okay. What was wrong with it? Uh, Ezra Miller, he can only act when good actors are around him. And someone like this cannot act with himself. He, he literally played two versions of himself acting off of each other, and it was just a goddamn train wreck. The, the woman who played Supergirl, I don't know anything about her. I don't know what she's done before. I don't know if she's a good actor or not, because the writing was so bad that you, you, you could have had a five-time Oscar winner in there, and it still would have been shit. Don't you kind of feel bad for actors that you're like... I don't know if this is you or the writing, but either way, it sucks. And I don't ever want to see you again, even though it could have been the writing. Okay, no, no, I'm not going that far. I'm I'm entirely certain it was the writing because she wasn't given an opportunity to be good. It, there was no opportunity there. Even if you are good, you still have to have an opportunity to do so. That wasn't there. She was completely uh, two-dimensional. Absolutely no no caring for her character because you didn't build her up in any way. It was gross. And Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, you know, I, is the first Batman movie I saw. I got some nostalgia, but come on, dude. Sometimes you let it go. Oh, Patrick yeah, I heard he came go. back. That's real? What's that? I heard Michael Keaton came back yeah. to Batman. No, is that real? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, what is he, 75, 80? Yeah. See, Patrick Stewart did the same thing. He came back for Picard. Shouldn't have done that. Should He should have stayed retired. Because there's a certain point where you get old. Not Michael older. Keaton should come back for Johnny Dangerously 2. No. No. <laughs> you get older, but at some point you become old. And when you become old, you're supposed to just step back. like uh, And play the grandfather role like yeah, that dude yeah. uh, from uh, Rocky did. There you go. You know, you do something like that. You don't play the main character, the action lead. You don't do that. Well, no, nobody told geriatric uh, Hollywood today that you're not supposed to do that. So he did that. It sucks. Well, that's because you're ageist. Sure. Let's let's do that. All right. And then what else? Um, <laughs> what was good about it? What was good about it? OK. Hang on. I got I got something. Oh, the uh, the deep fakes of bringing other characters back, saying other. Nope, that sucked, too. <laughs> OK, OK. Uh, going through the entire DC storyline in little snippets of every other movie, you know, everything that happened in every other movie, going through it as a recap was good. Nope, that sucked, too. Oh, damn it. OK, the ending. The ending when when the Flash put everything back the way it was by fixing the thing he broke in the timeline. No, nope, he didn't do see, that. I thought either. you were going to say the ending when the credits rolled and I got to walk out. No, no. See what what happened was they wanted it to be different. They because they want to recast all the main people, right? So they wanted it to be different. So when he fixed it, he could have fixed it so it would have been seamless, like nothing would have happened. No, no ripples in the timeline whatsoever. But he fixed it stupidly because, you know, the Flash, Ezra Miller's Flash is fucking stupid. He fixed it stupidly. And so when he came back to the present, he's like, oh, all right, everything's cooler now. And then, then he sees he sees Bruce Wayne. Guess who it is? ER. The, the really bad Batman movie? Again, I don't watch them. Oh, you so. got nothing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, anyone in chat? Anyone in chat? Throw it out there. Ocean's Eleven. Oh, uh, Clooney. George Clooney. That's right. George Clooney's Batman was almost the worst Batman. I, it, it's up there with Val Kilmer. Uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. There's argument. Which is sad because Val Kilmer is really good in other movies. In other movies, yes, he is good. The but, Saint yeah. was just amazing. The, I have to agree. The Saint was good. But uh, yeah, uh, George Clooney apparently is the new Batman or the new old Batman. The old new Batman? I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. So Violence Solves Everything says, uh, no, and this was to the question of like, you know, do we fault the actor? Uh, or do we forgive the actor? He said, no, because they're dumb enough to take the job. Yeah, but when you sign a three-movie deal, if the first two are good and the third one really sucks, you know, you're you're stuck in that deal. Yeah, you are stuck in it. And that's that's the way it is, you know? And uh, there's only so much... A, a higher-level actor can change his lines because he's a higher-level actor. You know, George Clooney can say, I'm not saying that. And no one's going to say, you're going to say that or you're fired. George Clooney says, really? <laughs> you're going to die on this hill? You're going to. OK, bye. I don't think Ezra Miller has that kind of clout. Though. Ezra Miller and and the and the woman whose name I, I looked up specifically for today, but I forget now. <laughs> it's not her fault. But uh, the, the, the woman who played Supergirl, they didn't have that kind of clout, especially the one who plays Supergirl, because I'm entirely sure Ezra Miller can't act. 
very well at all. But the, this girl, I have no idea because she couldn't she couldn't uh, change her lines at all. We got two super chats here. First, Crafty for two dollars. Thank you, Crafty. Says it's Sunday. Have you tithed today? That's right. And just remember, folks who tithe on Rumble, a hundred percent of it goes to us. None of it goes to God. Nope. See, if you tithe on YouTube, thirty percent of it goes to our YouTube overlords. So you know, <laughs> check that out. Um, something else I was going to say. Oh, uh, Crafty, don't send me any Discord messages. I'm not on Discord. I'm having mic issues today, so uh, my mic's crashed on me three times. <laughs> and Matt Barringer says. Ezra Miller as Barry Allen is a travesty. Travesty. Yep. Yep. Oh, what's thank you even for the worse, 199. What's even worse is that uh, unlike the girl who played who played Supergirl, Ezra Miller playing the Flash in the beginning of the movie, he was Ezra Miller Flash. You know, it's like eh, he's like all whiny and and autistic and stupid and. And all like doing the dumb thing, but toward the end of the movie, he tried to display growth. the The writing wrote him as growing as a person, becoming more confident, be, becoming less wishy washy, more decisive, stuff like that. But Ezra Miller, the actor, could not pull it off. Couldn't pull it off at all. I saw the attempt from the writers, and then and, and then I saw Ezra Miller take the ball and just not drop it, just throw it away. It was awful. Yeah, violence also says if an actor really cared about the craft, they'd accept being fired. No, uh, maybe again, Clooney could do that because the fines that he would suffer, it would hurt. But that's it. Ezra Miller probably does not have the 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 savings because if you uh, if you take a movie, let's say it's worth thirty five million, and you refuse to do the next one, you're contractually obligated. Chance are you're going to be hit for that thirty five million or something well, you're, there you're close for a large percentage. Yeah, of lar- it. yeah l- a yeah. large percentage of it because you are the face of the franchise and you signed a contract and you will do this. A lot of actors I- I've actually watched videos on actors talking about phoning it in for the last part cuz they didn't want to do it anymore but they're required to. So, I had to be there otherwise uh today I'd still be paying bills. So, I get it. But uh so um, I take it that was the highlight of your week. No, no, the highlight of my week I can't talk about oh. on YouTube, but that that was just something that happened, and it, I I regret it. I'm I'm sad. I'm just glad I didn't spend any money that I paid for. Like I said, it was a gift card, so someone else gave it to me. So someone else's money was wasted, not mine. And uh, yeah, that's uh that's basically the rest of it was just relaxing, and you know. Uh, actually drooling uh, on yourself which is what every man wants to do just lay back and drool fair enough just do nothing yeah i actually been binge watched an old tv show not old but it's like 10 years old uh person of interest never watched it while it was on apparently got through five seasons i never watched it and the first season was great and it went straight downhill after that it was very sad i watched stargate universe again why i liked it the first time i saw it this time around Mm, not so much yeah. i mean i do wish it would have got a season three but but i dislike it for the same reason i think last week the week before i complained about stargate atlantis when when what's his name lieutenant colonel young or colonel young left uh rush on that planet mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I don't care how smart you are if you're the only person in the universe who can solve the problem when you have that kind of arrogance you get left on planets. And when he came back, it's like, no. <laughs> and, 
And I, but what I remember from watching it the first time was that season one sucked. Season two was okay. Nah, season one sucked. Season two still sucked. So yeah. uh, to yeah, be the, honest, uh, uh, the I, cool I, thing about, about a possible season three is because with the, uh, because what I call the rise of Eli. Yeah. 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 Because in season three, rush would no longer be necessary at all. Yes. Right. Eli is the necessary one and he's a goddamn nice guy team player he's everything a commanding officer wants in a lead scientist rush uh, can't can, can you go uh check that airlock for a second <laughs> oh geez it's leaking let me let me oh no I opened it oh uh, I opened destiny's it. Oh. not letting us open the door it's not no, letting it's, I don't know oh Eli's sleeping <laughs> I can't wake him I up can't, I can't hear you the the the, the red button yeah <laughs> the red button <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's him and McKay, man. And here's the thing is somebody's worked for DOD for 30 years. I guarantee you, nobody in the military would have allowed that. Nobody would have. I mean, you might get by with that one good time acting like that. Then your ass would have been sat down and be like, look, I understand you think you're the smartest person in the room. Hell, it may even be true that you're the smartest person in the room. But if you think that you're going to be working around people or that everything revolves around you, we will quick, fast, in a hurry, replace you. And even, even if that pushes us back for some time, we will take that risk because you are not that important. The mission is that important. And I, now, as a commanding officer, am the mission, not you. I get it. I get it. And I, and I like the fact that only in those two instances, uh, Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe, did they have a character like that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's the only way it would even be feasible that those people continue to exist only way i i give i i agree with you on rush because they're trapped out there i don't agree with you on mckay because they could have replaced him well not in the first season carter was always smarter than him carter yeah, beat him season, they were stranded they had no contact uh, no way to okay. get yeah, there okay. no way to nothing the then they should have thrown season, him into the ocean yeah after the first season be like okay rodney the the this has changed now all right the the situation has changed we have a way to get someone here in 30 days to replace you we send the we send the bus to them. They come back on the bus, and then you leave on the bus or you go for a swim. That's yep. your choice, you know. But and in Stargate Universe, they never had a way to get a Rush replacement or or anyone who knew enough on Earth to take over Rush's body and hold him in a in a in a locked room until that we needed him to actually be feasible. Because you have to weigh his arrogance and stupidity against the lives of everyone on that leaky boat. And as a commanding officer, not throwing him in the airlock, I understand. Because you're because it's not just your life and his life you have to worry about. It's the other couple of dozen people here that have before relied on Rush to be alive tomorrow. Yeah, but nobody, believe me, you put when he got stranded on the planet, the only thing that they were concerned about is, damn, would he do that to us as well? That's the only thing. Even though he came back, it's like he got stuck in a cave or a crevice or whatever the heck it was. Like, like eh, I'm not sure they had they had a they had a couple of issues. I think maybe he did that. You know, the rumors started, but other than that, nobody nobody said, "Damn it, I wish Rush was here." <laughs> None of them. Yeah, no, no one wanted him there. They they needed him there in key moments. They needed him, but they wish he would disappear for all the other moments in between, which I understand. I get it. But yeah, I watched that. It wasn't as, I mean, even though when it was over after the second season, I did see that it could have some growth that could have gone on. Um, I would like to have seen them do more of a Lost in Space and less of a Battlestar Galactica. 
But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll never see more anyway, so uh, it's time to move on. Everything else, what, what else did I do? Oh, this week I was on a bunch of different uh, live streams, so that was pretty cool. Thank you to uh, The Basic Expert, Gaming with ADHD, Victor, DM James. Who else's show was I on? Well, if I forgot somebody, sorry. <laughs> I forgot that I was on The Basic Expert show by Friday. Victor is giving me a bunch of crap about that, too. So, uh, but yeah, everybody who let me on the show to, to say whatever it was that I was saying, I uh, appreciate that, and uh, hopefully y'all had a good time. And yeah, now I have to go back to work on Monday, and my sleep schedule is totally messed up. So sad. That's all I've got. I don't know what this means. Stick in the background. Well, I earlier I saw what looked like hairs floating in the wind or something on your on your left bottom corner. Oh, my my wife was grabbing something. Yeah. Oh, her hair was floating into the i guess maybe my ceiling wow. fan i don't know it's... The, the, those were the definition of gossamer threads so yeah, you know I, I don't know i mean that that was early but i didn't think she was anywhere near camera oh, are, well she are all she's... japanese women fairies maybe okay you see you watch anime you tell me yeah it makes <laughs> sense that tracks okay oh uh, uh yeah I, I don't know what that means but whatever <laughs> we'll move on uh, and LOM is taking over the base cash we killed. I spent a bunch of time there this week because I wanted to associate with more people. <laughs> I left. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say I left because I'll probably check it out. But my last comment that I made there, I knew I threw a bomb in there. <laughs> uh, the basic experts gilded server has, uh, we'll just say a lot more people that are in the grognard style of role playing, which is, you know, just showing up and killing things and getting XP means role playing. <laughs> So I let them know, nope, that's not true. Throwing that grenade, light it off, and ran out. <laughs> okay, yeah, the stick thing, that was uh, my wife. My wife made a new toy for one of the cats. It's a stick. That's probably what it was. So she's taking credit for inventing the stick. Maybe. I mean, Japanese eat with sticks still. What do you want? Yeah, just small stick. And they call them chopsticks. Just because you put two whittled sticks together doesn't mean it's a new thing it's just two sticks you you should be stabbing food not picking it up like a weirdo Mon monkeys use stick to eat ants so you know yeah and they only need one, <laughs> they only need one. so you know they're more efficient <laughs> all right well if uh if i survive this episode <laughs> all right let's get into our real topics for today um and we got to first start with the thank you you know, we have to thank all the folks. Friday Night Show Stream, man, I didn't talk much about that, but that uh, I had a fantastic time. It was lively. Chat was crazy on the Friday Night Show Stream, so it kept moving, even toward the end. So that was awesome. So thank everybody who was there for the Friday Night Show Stream as well. But also thank you all you wonderful people who support us monetarily. Your gracious donations help us provide giveaways, produce more content, and generally give back to Legion Myth community as a whole. I actually have a box of stuff over here to give away at some point. Stop it. I do. Well, it's it's a box of stuff to give away, but we're not doing that yet. We have to hit 5,000 subscribers. I actually thought we were going to do that by the end of the year. Now I'm not convinced, but maybe maybe you can help make it happen. Help help us reach 5,000 subscribers so we can do a pretty good giveaway. But then, yeah, because we have right now, what, 4450 or something like that? 4,450, somewhere around there. Or 4,420? I don't know. YouTube subscribers, and we're thankful for each and every one of you, even if I can't exactly remember the number. And check the description below for the link to various Legionist sites, social media, Discord, merch, etc. Did, did you hear that we sold a, a, a Legion of Myth pillow? 
No. <laughs> well, it was actually, let me phrase it. It was a palladium pillow. Oh, that's better. So, you know, um, uh, you, you know, a lot of people wear shirts like at conventions that have strength, dex, con, and whiz, sure. charisma, you know, to represent D&D. Yeah. I made one that had the palladium uh, ability scores or attributes on there, I-Q-M-E-M-A, in the proper boldface Times New Roman font. <laughs> and uh, somebody bought a pillow with that. So Nice. Sleeping with the coalition. I love it. I made a whole 35 cents off that purchase. Woo-hoo! That person probably paid 20 bucks. So I can't even buy a stamp anymore. You know, it, how, how expensive is it to buy your own sweatshop in China and just do it yourself? I mean, it can't be that much. They, they apparently don't pay them anything. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's shipping now, man. They don't want to ship anything over here. Oh, anymore. that's right. It's a shipping. Yeah, oh. okay. Hey, TCG Joe. Good to see you over there. Oh, TCG Joe had the best troll ever. And if it wasn't a troll, Heathen Dog's going to ban him. I already know that. But he had the best troll t- ever on, on, uh, on Twitter. Remind me to bring that up when it's your segment, because it was about your segment. Okay. So wait, let me, you want me to just pre-ban him? No, 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 no. Because it might have been a troll. And if that's the case, it was an excellent... I mean, I'm telling you, it was an excellent one, because it almost made me feel ways about things. Okay, good. good. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Okay, let me uh, swap my screens here and get everything set up so I can do this the right way. And that over there. Hey, where'd my StreamYard go? StreamYard, there you are. Get up in there with the rest of that stuff. There we go. All right, you've got chat ready to go? I do. Definitely. All right, today for segment one, we're going to have this done in three videos. And uh, those three videos are going to be programs, special functions, and modules where we're just going to talk about the differences between Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, and Mutant Mechatron in terms of pro- well, programs, which, as we discussed last week, are the skills of Mutant Mechatron, because you have to have different names because you're a robot. And, uh, yeah. Nope, don't have anything else for an intro. (laughs) The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the Dirty Casuals on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Chill Stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. All right. So, there we go. Uh, Let's get this on the screen here. We have to have our segment one thing that we always forget. We? There we go. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. I'm not in this I'm alone. <laughs> I am not going to take full blame for anything that happens here. Okay. The, uh, the opinions expressed on Leech with Weekly Livestream are... <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk today. What, uh, what is it? We're going to talk starting off with programs, page 48. So what are programs? Those are skills. We call them programs because it's for robots. Now, if you're not oh, sure, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we start, let's let's uh, let's look at the differences so far. 
So in building your character, you actually build your character. There's no rolling for attributes. There's no randomness in there. You you pick your parts and your parts have certain stats. They add up to create your, your core stats. Awesome. And now apparently you get to pick your skills. Now I imagine there's going to be uh, skills that are not that are not allowed because of the of the career or make model that you took you know but well, uh, everybody gets a specialty skill or specialist skill depending on special skill person. based yeah. on your based on your role based on your role which is basically your your model yep. oh yeah yeah <laughs> so, sorry, that, yeah it's model for this version of the game right okay so let's let's do it so and these are the skill differences right here between the three games but they all do the same thing mostly okay and so if i'm saying hey roll a comprehend skill if you're playing mutant mechatron you be like i don't have a comprehend skill ah that's because you have a data mine skill again i would tell you this if you're playing just mutant mechatron i love the names because it really does help immerse you in the whole robot thing right but mm -hmm. if you're playing all the games together just use the year zero version <laughs> your life is going to be so much easier with that no, it's like I'm making a scout. I don't have scout. Okay, scan. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but also, if you don't remember how to roll skills, go back to the mutant year zero, not the mutant gen lab alpha, but the mutant year zero coverage of skills. It's it's long. Between that and the combat, and uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but the combat section, it goes into all the ideas of rolling dice and using skills. What we're going to focus on here, one, is we're going to focus a little bit on the name changes, which kind of already done here, but we'll look at them. But the big one is going to be question. That is the important skill for a mutant Mechatron robot. Because you're the only one who has that. I mean, because yes. you're, you're sentient. Exactly. All the other robots don't question anything. Just follow orders. As you can see, if you look at these chapter headings, if you paid attention to any of the other ones, that it paste or if not you know copying <laughs> spiritually um success chance this is something that somebody asked me to have on the screen for a moment yes the books actually put in the, the percentage chance you have success which is one of the reasons why as i'm working on mine and i'm looking at uh how difficult things can be uh, oh yeah what what does cybernetics do for you what does magic do for you what do these things that would enhance normal human capability do for you I mean, do I really need a role that goes higher than 96%? I mean, at some point. So if, think about it. If you have five dice in your attribute, and then you have five dice in your skill, which you can get after, you can't get that at starting, but you can get that through raising your, your attributes and your skills. And then you have three in your gear dice, because you have a really awesome piece of gear. You're only 13 dice. What is your legit chance of failure? Not, not pretty good i mean uh with with 10 it's 84 goes up by went up by four went up by three went up by two went up by one went up by one so probably your legit chance is between 88 and 90 percent chance success and your push roll is pushing 98.99 yeah so ultimately yeah i mean it's one of the things I'm trying to work on and to be fair i don't know how the new version of the year zero engine which we're not covering this year uh, works in comparison with this chart but i like this version but anybody who says yeah man i was running forbidden lands and it just got out of hand there's really no point in rolling especially once they get to mid game i have an answer for you but it's not for now it's for a long time in the future
Long time. S- slow down the XP. Okay. Um. So. Uh, let's see. The, the difficulty. It's again all the same stuff. Let's get to the skills. Basic programs. All right. Overload, which is based on servos. Servos is your strength. When you've exhausted almost all of your energy, when your servos and circuits are pushed to their limits, you can roll for overload. If you fail, your system fails, you need to desist from your task, try something different. This is your endurance. So you're overloading those circuits, trying to make it happen. I love this. Success. You disregard all error messages. Again, this game, even in one sentence, this game does a really good job of reminding you that you're a robot character. And little things like that, I like. Force, it's your might that's moving stuff. I don't need to read all this. We've looked at most of this before. Assault, guess what that is? Uh, pew pew? Well, nope. Punch, punch punch? Yep. Punch punch. Or, you know, give him the clamps. Give him the clamps. There you go. I got the clamps. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and we're going to talk about more, a little bit more about that when we look at some of the, uh, um, what do you call modules? <laughs> I always forget the terms uh, later on. Infiltrate, this is your move. It's your sneaky sneaky. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say move because apparently there is a move here. It's your it's your stealth. Or prowl. Huh? Huh? What? Get out. Of course, there's your shooty shoots. There's your pew pew. Okay. Uh, scan, which is your scouting. When you explore an unsafe environment, you need to be on your guard. Use the scan program for detecting someone who is infiltrating nearby. Again, I love this. I love it. If you're playing just robots. It does make sense why I, I don't like it for when you're integrated, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's the only one that's radically different in almost all the skills. Well, all, all of them are different in name, or most of them are different in name. It's just having multiple different names for the same skills. It's the same reason why I don't like Simbaroom, which is another free league game, but uses a completely different system. When it says, hey, heathen dog, make your character. And oh, by the way, you can call strength or the, the idea of your physical brawn Anything you want. You can call it brawn. You can call it body. You can call it strength. You can call it might. You can call it for- force. You can call it whatever you want. Well, when I'm a game master and I'm sitting there saying, hey, I need you to make a strength roll. Well, I don't have strength. I have, I have brawn. Okay. And now and now you have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> another thing you have. So I, I, don't, I don't like attribute names or, or core rule names to be different. So, but if, you're, if it works at your table and your robot characters can use scan and just understand that it's scout great i'm glad you can do that i'm kind of talking to the lowest common denominator type folks right now if that makes sense so sure um data mine as we talked about there you have a huge amounts of information stored in your data banks and the archives of the collective are nearly infinite sadly your memory is not always reliable awesome yeah, you know, remember you're degrading right you know it's like a windows machine <laughs> every so often you got to rebuild it um analyzes you know uh, learning thing. Uh, this is the one. I, I really want to focus on this one. All right. Question. This is the big to do for the sentient robots. As a robot, you are created as an obedient servant of humankind, programmed to follow orders without question. Does that answer the question you had before the stream there? Uh, it, it sounds good so far, but then you get these sentient robots that just mess everything up and turn into Skynet. Yep. <laughs> when the humans disappeared, you continued to obey commands from superior robots. As you should. Until now. And you're wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's a dangerous machine contagion, yep. or just a natural step in your evolution. Either yep. way, you've begun to question orders. 
thinking freely and dreaming of another life. Johnny Five is alive. Johnny Five is a malfunction. Burn through <laughs> <laughs> the question program is not like other programs since it seems to have arisen spontaneously within your positron really positronic brain. Woohoo! Ah, when you achieved, I'm guessing sentience. Uh, where is it? Yeah. So, or self awareness. Unaware robots cannot question. Roll for question when a human or human mutant tries to manipulate you or when another robot tries to interact with you. Failure, you must do what your opponent tells you to do. Logic demands it. So if heathen dog is the human comes up to me as the robot and says, go do this, I'm like, all right. Even if it's against your normal programming. Oh, but there is a robot methodology of saying, screw you, human, which we'll talk about later. Uh, success, your free will triumphs and you can act any way you wish. However, remember that mutant Mechatron, that's going to have people going, wait a second here. You're supposed to obey the hierarchy. Why are you not obeying the hierarchy? Yep. And now you're defective and a work order is going to be put out on you. And you are going to have to be trouble shot. Or just shot. Now, Stents, for every extra success you roll beyond the first, you may ask your opponent one question that he must answer truthfully. This effect only applies to other robots, not to humans or human mutants who have tried to manipulate you. Again, humans you know, can resist. Not just resist. It's like you, you've been sentient for, what, five minutes? I've been screwing people over with, with words since forever. So you're not going to get one over me, you dumb little robot. God, I hate Among robots, robots versus humans. I hate it. The social interaction between robots, humans, and mutated animals are complex and versatile. Not really. Shouldn't be. The following guidelines apply. Robots are essentially programmed to obey humans, including human mutants. That's gross. But I, I get it. I get it. Their, their sensors aren't delicate enough to understand that their, you know, mutations are not really human anymore. Okay. I get yeah, it. After the last episode, Heathen Dog made me give him a bunch of spoilers, and I had to tell him some things about stuff like this. So never run a game from Heathen Dog. He already knows the answers. However, humans need to make a manipulation roll to give an order to a robot. If the roll is successful, the robot must obey, even if it means hurting itself. No Asimov's rules for humans. A failed roll means the robot finds the order unclear or self-contradictory in some way and doesn't need to follow it. Also, a robot with self-awareness can question an order from a human. The interaction then becomes an opposed role. In addition, there are some secondary functions which affect the rule of obedience. Yes. God damn. Robots. Always, yeah, the machines always have little tiny quirks, cracks, whatever. They, 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 can, they can sneak their little Skynet through. Well, this is why you don't let them become sentient. Well, they, don't okay. let AI take over. Okay, you're absolutely <laughs> right. They should not have been left on their own devices. That was a mistake. They should have been just shut down. That's how it should have been. But we were at war. We had to win. Winners come back. And now robots fall in line or they turn to scrap. Okay. Robots cannot make humans or mutated animals follow their will, at least not through any game mechanics. The Interact program has no effect on humans or mutants. Okay. The exception is companion robots, which can manipulate both humans and mutated animals. Why? Because that's what they're designed for. Yes. Well, they were designed to make humans happy. They decided, oh, well, 
I'm sentient now. My happiness is more important than, 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 than. Yes, they're the Japanese sex robot that can yep. actually tell you no. Exactly, which, which means you're, you're, you're a defective tool. <laughs> How horrible do you have to be to be told no by a sex robot? Exactly. You, you don't tell anyone. You don't let anyone know that that actually happened to you. Your robot has an accident. Accident. Uh, yeah, keep going on for a second. I have to bring something up. That's fine. So the whole thing is that uh, robots have to obey unless the order that they they're they're given is contradictory to their programming or they have the question skill or program the question program to put up a a, a semi logical force field on a lawful order give, given to it by a human so that that lawful order bounces off because the robot's not feeling it today that's basically it what happened no i've i've got to show something else here okay I said I would do this, therefore I'm doing it. I'm doing this out of obligation to my word. Okay. If you like sex robots... <laughs> what? Sex Robots Redo for Machinations of the Space Princess, which is a game put out by Grimm of Postmortem Studios. T-shirt, whoops, T-shirt historian has an updated version of his Sex Robots book. If you play Machinations of the Space Princess from Postmortem Studios, I am here on Big Geek Emporium, where you should buy all your indie stuff. Yes, it is a revised and expanded edition. Oh, my God, stop floating around here. A revised and expanded edition of the original sex, a sex bot supplement for Machinations of the Space Princess, compatible with most OSR games. There you go. It's only $4.99, cheaper than an actual whore. All right, now we'll go back to... Well, it depends on where you live, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, sure, cheaper. Yeah, let's go back. To... Uh, all right, so mutated animals are not humans, according to the robots. A robot, therefore, does not have to obey the order from a mutated animal. Oh, the dominate well, skill has no effect on robots, their scanners aren't that bad. <laughs> you know, Rocket Raccoon comes up, hey, I'm your new overlord. No, you're a rodent. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny. The dominate skill. Could you imagine? Robots like. I'm just going to squirt oil in your face as a joke and just <laughs> run over you with my tank treads. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, th that's uh, there isn't too much to say. Again, we've covered skills quite a bit. In uh, you know in, in Mutant Year Zero and in Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, and I understand if you're only looking at these, but they're what twelve skills, not a lot to uh, to go over. But we have the special programs. Now these are the ones that are like the specialist skills, one per model. And so let's see what those different ones are. We have the battle robot. Now we talked about this one a little bit last week. The target ability, mm -hmm. where remember I said it was like uh, the aggressive attack in Earth Dawn. Yeah, kind of like a. Uh, purposefully uh, zeroing in and mm -hmm. only seeing one target. Sure, you're gonna you're going to track that target, hit it, you know, so much better. But everything else, you just took your sensors off of. Okay. So you're a little blind, a little uh, tunnel visioned. Well, if you succeed at the skill, you get a plus one bonus to all attacks against the target until it is de until it is deactivated, or you are. The drawback so, is that dead. Yeah. Until one of you is dead. Yes. That there's no time limit here. Right. If you succeed on a targeting and that person and that robot gets away, the next time you see that robot, you still have a plus one bonus to it. Well, that no, at the end of the quote unquote scene or whatever, it would also drop. 
Where's this that? is this is for the current. We'll call it engagement. Uh, that's oh, just the way, that's just the way the user engine works. Oh, oh, so. it's 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 implicit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's just oh, the way the okay. user engine works. Then me as a player, I'm gonna I'm a poo poo on that all day because players are dicks. Okay. The drawback is that all other enemies get plus one to their attacks against you. Other enemies, not the one you're targeting. Right. Because you do not care about anything but your target. Okay, there's the rub. Mm -hmm. There's the rub. So if, if you as a player are like, no, it doesn't say it goes away. I get a plus one bonus on this cat forever. Okay, then everyone else forever until one of you are dead gets a plus one on you. You want to you, you play this game? I can play. All right, uh, stunts, you get an initial plus one, yada, yada. Okay. Cleaning robot, clean. We Again, I think we talked about this one a little bit last week, or did we talk about it after? I forget. But anyway, your purpose is simple, but your task eternal. To keep the world clean and tidy. Does this sound like a fun robot to play? No. Trash, garbage, and greasy spots are everywhere. No matter how much you wipe and vacuum. <laughs> God, just a bad joke. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> always There's... be more dirt and dust. Yep, there always be more dirt and dust. Housekeeping, <laughs> but you won't. Uh, but you won't give up. One day the world will once again shine bright and clean, just like it did when the humans lived among you. Maybe because you don't know. Apart from making things spotless, this requires no role. So to clean things doesn't require a role. Isn't that great? That's awesome. Then then why is there a possibility of failure? Well, because you can use the clean program to decontaminate a oh, limited area. Straight up cleaning is is an auto success, but decontaminate you have to roll. Yeah, polishing your car, they'll just go out there and do it. Okay. But if you know you busted ass in your car and you need to get rid of that stuff, he has to roll. So no, failure, no matter how hard you scrub, the rot just won't go away. So, well, yeah. Yeah, you cannot try to clean the same area again. Success, you create a rot-free area of about 10 by 10 meters. That's not a lot of space. No, it isn't. But... Every extra success increases the area by the same amount. Oh, 10 by 10, then another 10 by, by 10, then another. Okay. Well, still, it's not a lot. Mm -hmm. Swarms. Now, this is something we didn't talk about a lot. I think we may have mentioned it in Gen Lab Alpha, but apart from removing rot, you can also use the clean program to attack swarms. And swarms are? This poor robot. <laughs> that's, that's sad. Yeah. All right, what are swarms? swarms well, are? swarms are uh, like a swarm of bees or a swarm of rot creatures. Like it's just lots of mini creatures in a small area. Oh, they, so the clean robot can just vacuum them up. Essentially, yeah, flame, yeah, okay. a flamethrower them, vacuum them up. You know, freeze them, whatever. Uh, which can otherwise uh, be harmed by fire and explosion. Oh, it's flamethrower for sure here. <laughs> for this purpose, your cleaning equipment counts as a weapon with weapon damage three. And short range. So that's anywhere in next to you and one zone over. Sure. And this isn't a general weapon you have. This is only for the purposes of cleaning. Swarms. That's it. Yeah. That's all. Well, okay. you can use it pretty much in any area effects sense like that, yes. Companion robot. Manipulate. Oh, my God. Look how long this one is. I know. Just, okay. It, it's, a, it's a sex bot. And it was, it was programmed by, by people who had no forethought at all and it learned to manipulate humans as part of its prime job but once a robot that has learned to manipulate humans for their own benefit becomes sentient they start manipulating humans for the robot's benefit and that means skynet that means you murder them all 
Now, there was is one interesting thing here about being manipulated. Even though you can manipulate, you function just like any other robot when a human tries to manipulate you. You need to make a question roll to resist. So if a human says, hey, baby, you're going to do this for me. You're like, yes, sir. Yes, daddy. Coordination robot. Real What's weird, that? real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see what Crafty typed earlier about the bear nonsense? Nope. Good. Crafty, super chat that. Make him read it out loud. Uh, I mean, what? <laughs> coordination robot. You are superior to any other robot model when it comes to coordinating the activities of several individuals, no matter if it involves leading indus- industrial robots or a conveyor belt or a group of elite soldiers in the field or on a conveyor belt. How about that? This program works just as well for other robots as for humans and mutants, because you're not ordering them or making them do something. You're just coordinating. And the human might say, that's a really good plan. I think we should do that. Using this program, you can coordinate a team of up to four individuals. You declare a brief plan with one action for each of them to perform and in what order these actions should be done, then roll for coordinate. I really like this skill. And the reason why I like it is because there's the command skill that you saw. I know it's for sure in Coriolis. I think it's in, what was a mutant. I think it's a mutant year zero also, which can direct one. Uh, like I can make you do something. Oh, no, I'm sorry. If you do something that I say, then you get a bonus. I know it's in Coriolis. Well, this one's like, I can set out an entire plan, which is kind of cool. Failure. You failed to make the team see things your way. In conflict, which means after initiatives rolled, you managed to get in their way instead of helping, giving them all minus one modification. Basically, okay. like, shut up, you're an idiot. Or you're not seeing the full picture. Or they're too scared. Or they don't trust you because you're a dirty robot. Either way, that, that'd be him. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Success. Everyone in the team receives a positive modification equal to the number of successes you rolled. Hey, that's a good idea. Coordination robot. But only if they stick to the plan. Yes. You cannot coordinate yourself, which is normal, but yeah, so that means that they have to, and what's kind of funny about this, and I think it says it in here, I probably should just read it, but if anybody deviates from the plan, let's say you're the fourth person in that order, and the second person deviates from the plan, the rest of them lose the bonus. So, yeah, the bonus only applies to one action each, and only if everyone sticks to the plan. As soon as any, any, yeah, anyone deviates from the plan in the least, this individual and all others in the team who have not yet performed the action lose the bonus. Okay. Thanks, heathen dog, for not listening. Hey, you know what? I'm not. No, no. That uppity <laughs> robot was going to get us killed. I had oh, to stop it. <laughs> you go ahead and put up the super chat before we move on. I want to get it over with. Go ahead. You forked a bear today. What? What? You need to read our Discord more. <laughs> it's all over it. Um. Yeah, there's a game out there where uh, apparently, um, I don't know if you play a druid character or a shapeshifter or whatever, but uh, we'll just say it goes a bridge too far. In conflict. What's that? Bestiality. Yeah. Okay. Which, which, which game am I not buying ever? Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Copy that. All right. In a conflict, roll for coordinate at the beginning of the round before any actions are performed. Everyone in the team that you coordinate will then act on your initiative score. Now, that's kind of cool if you roll high mm-hmm. instead of on their own. If they act earlier, the plan fails and no one gets any bonus. Your coordinate, that's if you roll badly. Right? 
Your coordinate replaces your action for the turn. So uh, essentially, you're sitting there coordinating events. You're not shooting yourself. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if everyone gets a bonus two or three dice on, on their next action, eh, they might, uh, you know. Right. And remember, we've talked in the past about synergy in this game is important. And I don't necessarily mean the synergy like your, your ability has to exactly coordinate with mine. Or let me not synergy, teamwork. Teamwork is very important in the Year Zero Engine games. It's one of the reasons why I like it. Because everybody's off doing their own thing. You're rolling five, six dice where the enemy's rolling 14, 15, 18 dice. But if you're combining all your five, six dice together, that tallies more and you can theoretically survive that better. Now, the industrial robot manufacturer, we've actually seen this one before. Anybody who had the, the, the repair, not the repair of, was it? Crap, I forget what it's called, Mutant Year Zero. It's not the scavenger. Anyway. Scrapper uh, one? Yeah, scrap. Is that what it's called, scrapper? I don't no, know. That, that's but... the name of the role, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of the power. No, that, that's fine. No, that, it was the role I was talking about. So if Scrapper, yeah, it's the same basic stuff. We're going to get to this later when we talk about modules. The siren, because we're going to look at the woo, 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 woo power when we do modules. Awesome. Yeah. You can also make a balloon. What? You can carry one robot a few hundred meters before it runs out of hot air and you can't blow in it because, well, you're a robot. You, Ooh. you can't. Could you use the flamethrower, the cleaner? Yes, bot? you could use the cleaning bot at flamethrower to keep the to keep the thing hot. That's that's perfect. <laughs> but no, because it specifically says it cannot be used outside of the cleaning ability. But I'm cleaning the inside of the balloon, bitch. How about that? I, I would let somebody use that. Not for really any major game mechanic, but you know what? few hundred meters fine you want to get a full one kilometer i might let you as long as you make your roll if your roll fails though you either light it on fire and you're taking the quick fall down now or it just doesn't work you know i, I i'd give them a chance uh let's see uh, uh, components requirements one of the things that uh, we're not gonna read components because it's scrap yada yada go find the stuff you need right but um, requirements, this is one I want to focus on because I don't think I did it last time. And if I did, I don't remember. Some items are harder to manufacture than others. The GM can set one or more requirements from this list. The device takes several days to manufacture instead of several hours. Uh, the device requires electrical power. will either have to be connected to your own power supply at the cost of one energy point per usage or powered by an EPAC. Wait a minute. Doesn't Kevin have that copywritten? No, it's Eclip that he has copywritten. Yes. Uh, you need a, a module or secondary function that's currently mounted on some PC or NPC. So I can make this for you, but you have to have this module to have it work, you know, depending or on what you, you're building. Pull the whole rocket raccoon like, yeah, to get all this to work, I'm going to need that eye. Yeah, Or I'm going to need go. that leg. Well, here you go. That's the next one. You need a certain component that's hard to come by. But, you know, we're in the collective. You can find it. Yeah, your leg. <laughs> And you need a very advanced military grade component. You don't know where it is in the collect. Uh, you don't do not know where in the collective you can find it. So, and you can come up with other ones as well. But I like this here. So it's not just you can go out there and build a nuclear reactor today just because you read how to do that online somewhere. The game master will then say, "Well, you need a bunch of these things, and it's going to take you a long time to put that together." But at the same time, it's not going to take too much to you know make a balloon, especially since now I know that you can fall. I want you to make that balloon. <laughs> I'm an asshole. All right, let's uh, and we're still wait. Ah, oh, crap, yeah, overclocking robots using manufacture. You can temporarily overclock a robot to make it perform better. 
This takes a toll on the robot, even if it succeeds, however, and also requires a lot of energy. Sure. If you want to overclock yourself or another robot, you must first declare what you want to achieve. Describe an action and what program it will use. Then roll for manufacture. If you fail, the robot will suffer a point of damage to the attribute connected to the program in question. If you succeed, the overclocked robot gets plus one to the intended action for each success, but at the cost of the same amount of energy points. So it's a way that uh, you can let this guy, you can spend a bit more energy points just to get to fight better or to yeah. scan better. Captain, we have increased sensors to 200%. We're going to burn through that Energon, Megatron. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, oh my God, Starscream's finally useful. <laughs> uh, you have an incredible capacity to calculate probabilities and process to... Oh, sorry, this is the calculate. You can use calculate to determine whether an action will fail or succeed. Remember, we talked about this one a little bit last week. Before the action, before the action is actually carried out. This is you know, C-3PO telling you the odds. Mm -hmm. You can use the action on yourself or any other friendly individual within short range. You need to announce that you want to calculate as soon as the player or GM states what the action is about to be performed. Before any dice are rolled. Roll for calculate first, then your friend rolls for its action. Your okay, if you fail, your calculation fails and has no effect. Scroll up. If your calculate roll succeeds, your friend may change its mind after its roll and withdraw its action. You have simply told your friend that the action it is about to perform will fail. Your friend can then choose another action and perform that one instead. This change must be made before the roll is pushed. Okay, so this is where it gets special. Yes. You, uh, you, you roll, you roll your, your, your C-3PO poo-poo on your face for your plan prediction, and it comes out, oh, you're going to fail. Well, you can roll anyway. And if that roll does fail, you can pretend like it never happened. Yes. But if it succeeds, you can piss in C-3PO's face. That's, That's like a that. double win. Well, come on. Come on. We're robots here. Leaking you can coolant. oil in C-3PO's face. It's a double win. You spit oil or leak coolant. I just watched that episode of Futurama yesterday. Uh, sir, you seem to be leaking coolant there. I got some nice hot resin for you. Uh, in conflicts, the role for calculate counts as an action for you. You can calculate at any time in the round, but doing so will make you lose your own action later in the turn. But not your manu maneuver. Remember, the maneuver is the fast action. If you've already performed an action in the turn, you cannot calculate because apparently, you know, math is hard, just like on streams. All right. Scrap robot recycle. Again, we've seen this before. Uh, let me make sure there's nothing special in here that I forgot. Uh, yeah. And that is the fact that uh, you can increase uh, damage. You can, you can put scrap together and make a temporary item. If you don't remember that from Gen Lab L for a mutant year zero, we've talked about that yes. basic ability before. But you can make a one-use item. If you get extra successes, you can use, uh, you can make the item permanent. Scrap trading. You can roll for recycle to trade with the inhabitants of the collective or with creatures of the outside. Every roll takes a few hours and you may only roll once per day. If you succeed, you can gain something of limited value. For example, one bullet or something worth about one EP. I don't know if that's worth it, but maybe it is for you. Maybe if you're trying to manufacture something and you need yeah, an you item. Need this one thing or you need just another another energy. Just just one more Energon cube, and I, I can make this nuclear reactor that I've been spending six months trying to get the GM to say yes to. Yeah. Then by God, do it, man. Security robot. Protect. I love this ability also. 
security robots would be would be just like any guard robot if it weren't for their special protect program. This is a collection of unique commands and directors that make you able to instinctively act to protect and defend individuals in danger, no matter the robot, human, or mutant. When okay, another individual now we know now we know that that is a, that's a malfunction because you should only put yourself in danger for a true human. Okay. Uh, by the way, this is the this is because uh, I picked a security robot when I made uh, Fritz. So if you want to watch that video, it'll be in the description below, and you can watch an actual step-by-step character creation of a robot from Mutant Mechatron, where we make NEC-099 Fritz! But uh, when another individual within near range takes damage from an external attack, you can immediately roll for protect. Roll for protect does not count as an action. So you can dive in front of bullets, and it doesn't even cost you an action. But you may only use the program once per round in conflicts. But this allows you to John Wick. You can dive, take the hit while still going pop, 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 because you're a security robot. Failure. No negative effect beyond the wasted effort and the shame of not fulfilling your duty. And I'm sure that uh, Heathen Dog absolutely believes that's shame. Yep. Success. You take one point of damage instead of the victim for every success you roll. For example, the victim receives three points of damage and you roll two successes. The victim only suffers one point and you take two. Well, you know, it's a thought that counts, I guess. And, oops, is that it? Oh, that's it. I thought there was more. Nope. No. That is it. Let's look at these robots on here. Look at there's there, a cleaning robots. Yep. Clean it up. And uh, that's not a swarm. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> it might be a bug, but that's it, not a swarm. That's not technically a swarm. So your flamethrower is only going to piss it off. Good news is uh, he recognizes the problem, and this guy out here is like, ah, oh, look at that, kicking up some rot dirt. <laughs> anyway. All right. What do we have for comments? All right. Not a lot. Let's okay. See here. We've got. Uh, Crafty, crafty. That By the way, the fun. next episode is going to be on the uh, the special program, special secondary functions, which are like talents. Sure. Got uh, Mutineer Zero is one of those games that has different skills depending on the book you pick yeah. up. Gross. Yep. No, I I get it. I get it. Now, to be fair, Mutineer Zero and Gen Lab Alpha, there's only a couple of differences. They're very, very close. Very, very close. It's Mechatron that almost all of them have a different name. Here's a question for the folks that are watching. I'll let you help decide this. Do you want me to cover combat? I already did it. Pretty long episode. Do you want me to cover combat again for Mutant Mechatron? Because it is a little different. All the die rolling's the same, but you have energy points and you can replace parts. It wouldn't be a, a long two-episode thing, but it would extend Mutant Mechatron out by one week because I'm not going to cover that in the same week that I cover the entirety of uh, what's going on behind the scenes. But do you guys let me know in chat or in the yeah. comments? Think about it. All right. And then we have uh, for Symbarum or Year Zero Engine core rule names, house rule names all have to be the same across the board. Put it in the campaign <laughs> primer and move on. Yeah, as, as, a, as a house rule, yes. You it, you all decide what, what you want to strength to be, what you all decide what you want dexterity to be called. And then do that. No, I want to be a snowflake. Uh, you, yeah. You're unique, but not special. Fuck off. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, got to be careful with some of this because years your engine like Coriolis. When the reason I'm doing Coriolis next after we do immune uh, Elysium anyway, is because it is so different yet so similar. If I had done Forbidden Lands next. It'd start to blend together, but you're going to see some very notable differences with Coriolis. 
three actions per round instead of or three action points instead of uh, uh what's it, the not slow action fight what do they call your maneuver and, and action mm-hmm. um also that there are general skills and advanced skills and they mean something totally different also a six one success is a marginal success you need three successes to have a complete success so right there, you, even though it uses the same mechanics, same system, you can go into it generally understanding how the game is played. There are differences. The forbidden results La- mean different things. Yes, and Forbidden Lands has four skills per attribute and not three skills per attribute like the user engine games do. So there are always little differences and tweaks. Okay. Copy that. All right. And then we have uh, Crafty. It's all, it's all Crafty? Make, <laughs> yeah. I just realized you can make Guardians of the Ark. Or galaxy in yeah, mutant year zero. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can have you can have your mutant animal, you can have your mutant human, you can have a regular human, you can have a robot. It's you know what the great. game's missing? And I hope it comes in mutant ad astrum. Forbidden uh, free league, if you're listening, mutant ad astrum needs to go the route of mutant crawl classics and uh, uh um oh my god, um uh, what the hell's the old game? Not GURPS, um Gamma World. Okay. We need mutant plants, we need Groot. I don't think we need Groot, but okay. No, Crafty's right though. If 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 you've merged all the games together, then you you could have your own little Guardians of the Ark or yep. Guardians of Elysium or gu- Guardians of the Zone or whatever you want to call it. You can do you can do it. Yes, I am Groot. <laughs> it was just Crafty comments today. I mean, we have a whole bunch of other people, and I'm looking at all the chats here. Well, yes, but they're talking to each other, not you. Okay. Let's you know what that's fair. You know, Coco Shuko says, mom says I'm special, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Should it be up here? No, it shouldn't. I just wanted, I just wanted to roast him a little bit. That's fair. You know, you know, here, here's, I'll answer the question. I'm not going to do combat because I already have this stuff segmented out for the rest of the year. So here's the quick change with combat in Mutant Mechatron. Everything else you can read about and it will fall into place. You can use energy points to heal yourself. So if, uh, if you've taken two points of damage, you can use two energy points to heal yourself. There you go. The other I one is, and we have an in-game making sense of that mechanic for that. Yeah, you're spending, you use your energy to heal yourself. That I don't understand. doesn't explain anything. I don't, <laughs> like I don't understand how. how... Like, I, I just burn off energy and magic happens, or what? Well, no, I mean, you go through the process of healing. It takes time, or oh, of fixing time. yourself. You can't yeah. just, like, er, do it and regenerate in combat. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, see, that's what it sounded like you were saying. And I'm like, okay, where's this techno magic coming from? I, I forget the time frame. I think it's one hour. I'd have to look it up. I, I mean, I got the book right here. Obviously, I'd have to look it up. But it, but the point is, you can use energy to heal yourself in the same okay. manner that uh, humans and mutant animals and so forth can heal themselves over time. Okay. Just you need energy to do it. You don't just it's randomly blue, heal. So it's the same thing. Uh, but, well, yeah, fair. It'd be more like you using willpower mutation points, but yeah. And then the other one is, and we talked about it last week, is you can replace parts of your body. You have to figure out all those attributes and modules. Again. But you absolutely can. So let's say you went from a part that allowed three modules, and now you're only going down to one module. Which one are you going to keep? You know, so uh, yeah. Those are the two main differences when it comes to uh, uh, to combat. All the other stuff, like conditions, like hunger, you don't have hunger, but you can break in terms of like your servos can't lift anything, can't even hold you up anymore. Uh, you you can have your uh, your brain, uh, your sorry, your processor stunted. 
you know, things can happen to you that affect the same way as, as the rest of the combat. That's really the main changes. Anything else is just semantic. Okay. Cool. All right. So, like, subscribe, share. Oh, let's get that button. Up. There you go. Like, right. subscribe, share. Ha, beat you to it. And uh, I'll see you in the next one when we talk about secondary functions, also known as talents. Share my screen. Uh, what page is that? 66. All right, as we continue on with Mutant Mechatron, we're going to talk about secondary functions. And these, of course, relate to talents for Mutant Year Zero and Mutant Gen Lab Alpha. These are the minor abilities, tricks, and moves that uh, the robot can perform. And you're going to see a lot of similarities between these games, and I'm sure that's intentionally so, but it's going to be done in a more robot-esque manner. We believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds. The focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of Hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment, over activism and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, or check out the Friday Night Chill stream where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Please like this video and leave a comment to appease the algorithm gods. Share this video on your favorite social media platforms to help us peer out of the shadows cast over us. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe to Legion Myth for more tabletop RPG goodness. I did not mean to click the long one there, but you got it anyway. So, all right, let's go into uh, let's go into our board. Click. Got to be orange. Let's go into uh, page 66 here where we are going to talk about those special secondary functions. And there, honestly, there aren't a lot. We're not going to cover them all. You're going to see some similarities from before. Uh, we're going to kind of breeze this. But again, if you watch Mutant uh, Year Zero and Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, you will see that these are just the talents. And like before, as we already covered when you looked at the character creation process, each model gets to choose from three, depending on uh, one of three, depending on which model you are. So the battle robot gets command override, IR camera. By the way, if you, I'm going to leave this up to you. If you see any that you like, let me know, and we'll, we'll take a look at them more in depth. Pick, pick at least a couple. And robot... And features. Bastards. Bastards. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. That's companion robot. But yeah, so the battle robot gets uh, command override, IR camera, and robot anatomy. Let's look at IR camera real quickly here. Adaptive warfare in dark environments. Secondary function lets you see in complete darkness by relying on infrared radiation. No negative effects. You also get plus one to all... Scan rolls. Two targets that detect heat. 
So there you go. That makes sense. You know, that that's actually uh, one of the few talents that doesn't seem to have a downside. There's no real downside. Yep, I agree. That's great. Next, we'll look at the cleaning robot. Wait a second. Uh, uh, first, you got to explain to me robot anatomy. Like, of course it has robot anatomy. Of course it does. It's a robot. You have detailed data on the technical designs of a large number of robot types. This oh, allows you to effectively... other people's anatomy. Okay, okay, okay. So, for example, oh, he chose this torso or this head. So I know exactly where the eyes, the 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 processing unit modules. The, the yeah, all these modules are. I know where they're all attached, so I can pinpoint accuracy. Boom, boom, them. Okay, no, I get it now. I thought it meant like yeah. I've got robot anatomy. Well, no, no crap, dude. You're a robot. I didn't get it. Okay. I get it yeah, now. you can choose which module or actually you can't choose eyes necessarily, although that would probably go off of um would that be fatigue? Would that be Dex? I don't know. Hmm, that'd be an interesting one where where because you, know, you choose an attribute right. or a module. So uh copy that. All right. Okay, that's great. That's great. Okay. Now we move over to again the cleaning bot and rubberize. We talked about rubberize last week. We're gonna talk about rubberize now. Okay. You're coated in a thick rubber. Designed for heavy-duty work or tough or difficult terrain, the rubber increases armor rating by two, but only against damage from falling and close combat attacks. Hey, it's okay, roll with punch so fall. Bullets, not so much, uh, but uh, falling falling off of rough terrain or getting in a landslide or whatever mm-hmm. things that you would send a robot to clean could happen to him. He's got a little more protection. Okay. Your bubble bot. Yeah, okay. Trash blower. And waste recycler. You guys can read those. I'll leave them there so you guys can read those on the screen. You can but, create uh, you can create energon cubes from garbage. I love it. I love it. It's Mr. Fusion. <laughs> but it takes a D6 hours. Well, hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? Mm-hmm. Companion robots. Appearance morph. You can change your appearance. Human features. You are created as a perfect image of humankind. At least on the outside. And, uh... That's for your, that's for the sex bots. I understand. I suppose I get it. You have a function. Somebody asked this question. I'll ask it to you. What? Sex bots. Yep. Or what the hell were they called? The, the bunnies from, uh, from after the bomb. Sex bots. Good Mut- man. Mutant animals are worse than robots. Sorry. That's just that's gross. The that's the way it is. Mutant animals are worse. All right. And then you have Infiltrator. You can roll for Manipulate when meeting a new group of individuals. Doesn't matter if they're robots, humans, or mutants. The roll succeeds after D6 hours of observing them. You will know what hidden internal conflicts the members of the group have and can use these against them. Sower of Dissension. Yep. All right. There's a lot of stuff I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Coordination Robot. Secondary Functions. Battle Commander. SWAT tactics. You have the ability to calculate probabilities extremely quickly. This means that you may roll your initiative with two dice. And then that's cool. I like that one. Yeah, this is actually a common one. I'm a little irked that it's here because this is usually a general talent. So, but it's fine. What what did he write? You don't want to. You don't want to know that. We have to. It's two dollars, man. We have to read it. It's money. We can get it later. We can get it later. I hate you, Crafty. I hate you a lot. Top tier unit. Your advanced version more responsible. You know, I'm going to read these all now just so to delay to get to there. (laughs) (laughs) With more responsibility than typical coordination robot, you get plus two in the hierarchy. Aren't you already on top? This is the court. Yeah, this is. Wow. Okay. 
Okay. Well, no, this this makes sure that that another coordination robot's not going to be more top than you are. That's fair. You're the top top. Yeah. Okay. Industrial robot, mass production, mounted that. tools. That goes with the companion robot too. No, it doesn't. And, shut up. <laughs> and resistant. Your hardened chassis is built to withstand extreme temperatures from minus one hundred degrees Celsius to a thousand degrees of heat. Okay, fire and mutations like flame breather and pyrokinesis have no effect on you. Does not offer any protection against energy weapons, though. No. Well, that, that's 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 still good. I like that. Yeah. Coordination robot, coordination support, interpreter. Do you want do you want to know what interpreting is? Sure. <laughs> really? <laughs> or no, the I ultimate? Don't. I Go like ahead. ultimate clerk because I just like okay. the name of it. You're built to support and facilitate human communication. In a meeting or negotiation, you can show diagrams, present facts, and record everything that's being said. You're freaking PowerPoint the robot. Yep. Anyone who manipulates with you uh, uh, with you as the aide gets a plus two bonus. Yes, because you have the best audiovisual aids ever. They're going to buy it. I mean, you know, if, if, you, if you have a good enough presentation, you could sell a Ponzi scheme to anyone. There you go. Scrap robot. Chopping tool. Your unarmed combat attacks. Remember, scrap robot is the one that nobody likes. Yeah, yeah. The the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, you're, you're, you're barely worth looking at. I get it. Uh, your unarmed combat attacks have a weapon damage of two instead of one. Dummy module. This is more important than you might think. You have an extra module, but it's not a real one. This dummy fun uh, has two functions. It may... Trick other robots. Uh, successful data mine role is required to see it's fake. And it can be chosen as a module that sustains critical damage when you take such damage, per what we read above. Okay, 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 okay. So if you take critical damage, you go, oh, I, I got, I'll just, I'll just move my dummy module in the way. It'll take the hit for me. I don't think you can move it in the way. At least that's not how I've seen it used. I've seen it used as which module you're hitting. Oh, I'm, hit, I'm hitting uh, the module on his chassis. Oh, well, that's one of them is the dummy one. Uh, it, it depends. It can be chosen. No, it says chosen, doesn't it? I haven't seen it used that way. Yeah, you know, you're right. I, I, I can't follow you on that. Just, huh, I wonder if they did it, it wrong. that way. We'll have to look at combat again to see how critical damage works to see it can be chosen. Is it chosen by the attacker or the defender? That's not clear. I, I would say that, well, I'd say in this case, you look, you're a scrap robot and it's only one module. So it's one attack at, at best that you're going to affect. Let the player do it. But, okay. uh, yeah, that, that is interesting. I haven't seen it used that way. But to be fair, I haven't seen it used other than online. So, mm. But what's also important about this is that if there's one thing, if you look at the scrap robots, uh, chassis parts, usually they're kind of low in the attributes, or, or we'll call them average, but they have module slots. So the scrap robot already has more modules than everybody else. Right. It's its one benefit, typically. All right, scrap companion. You have a small drone friend is made of scrap and loves loves you above everything else. Ah, great. Your companion can look like anything, but it is a fraction of your own size. Servos one stability, two processor, two network one. So really low. The only program may perform is scan, which it has level two. So well, that's uh, but processor. So that's four dice. Controlling the scrap drone's actions and conflict counts as a maneuver, not an action. Okay. This is, uh, again, this is where you, you pull the plug on all robots. When robots start making other robots that love them more than me. Wrong. Kill them. Kill them all. 
security robot arm lock okay you can grapple sure. command override uh, when a human tries to give you something that's against your current orders you can say uh, i don't think so now here's the fun one you can emit a, a loud alarm signal along with flashing blue light these signals are visible throughout the entire district or the sector wow that isn't a sector like a mile square i i don't know what the actual size is i'm sure there's i mean it's it, in the zone I, th- I thought it was a square mile each each box well, z- zones uh, if you yeah if it's a zone in mutant uh, mutant year zero a zone yes sector is ba- i don't have the map up but the sector is based on the map of mutant but it is a large area yes mm-hmm. it's like you're sitting at home your dog starts howling you're like what the heck you open the window and you can hear the sirens going on out there like, oh somebody was shot in detroit again you know it's something like that uh i don't what is it you hope to gain by this being really loud none of the i know none of the other robots are going to care unless they're they're also security robots and they're programmed to respond to someone's siren then you could literally be calling for backup i get that one sure uh other robots do have to get out of your remember the the so the security robot is second only to the coordination robot in the hierarchy. Right. So everybody's going to listen to you anyway. But I mean, I, again, as and my point of this is not that it doesn't have a good theme or anything like that is why would you use this as a talent? Why would you waste a talent on this? That is my, my issue with it. Not nothing that it exists or anything like that. It makes sense for a security robot to have something like this. To have a siren. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I get it. But I, I have not figured out a rationale as to why you would have this unless your your whole function is to just draw attention to yourself. Something else is going on. Seems pretty niche to me, but I could be wrong. Okay. General secondary function. Now, these are the ones that anybody can get. Uh, it's analyzing unit, extra plating, deep data, crank, gen- crank wow. generator. You are fitted with a simple generator connected to a handle. After one hour of intense cranking and a successful overload of force roll, you get one energy point. Well, now you know what that little mini drone is used for. Get cranking, baby! If a robot, including yourself, is doing the cranking, the effort also costs one. Okay, so this this crank is so inefficient. Not only does it take an hour to get one energon cube, (laughs) but you also have to make a successful overload overload or force roll for it to actually work anyway? Okay, this is only useful if you've already mixed the games. This is useful in an extreme emergency, and we'll talk more about that next week. Okay. I would not say that this is something that you would want to or need to... Well, you wouldn't start the game with it anyway, because you don't start with general talents to start the game. But if, let's just say, you're not doing so well at keeping Mechatron powered... Remember, if you go back to our, our Mutant Year Zero, you have the arc, right? And you have the, uh, what are those levels called? Uh, development levels? Sure. You have development levels here also. Mm. And if your power is stinking, this might be the only way to survive. Other than that, yeah. Comb- combustion engine. That's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> uh, Cargo lift battery. I'm not going to read them all. I mean, if you really want me to read one, I will. Well, uh, I want combustion engine because okay. I want to know what fuel you use for the combustion engine because I'm sure gas is not exactly. Well, I bet you. Corner. I bet you it's alcohol. Let's find. You out. have an internal combustion engine. Mounted or in- gas. You're right. Yeah. 
Well, again, right. it's it's based on the same premise that uh, yeah. you can use booze, and this allows you to go out into the zone and have Rocket Raccoon <laughs> make you some fuel or drink it, whatever you want. Remember, booze is also used to help you during surgery. So. And you can come across booze by trading with scrap robots on the black market. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, it, it, it's most useful if you actually are mixing the games yeah. at this point. Firewall flotation device, hydraulic crane, overdrive, power saver. That's probably good. Psy alarm. You have experimental right. sensors that automatically detect when anyone uses a psionic mutation within a short distance of you. You cannot determine who the user is. I want this for my Borg and Rifts. Yeah. That would be ideal. That would be awesome. Yeah. Who uh, uses a target or what the ability is, only that it is happening. Okay. Examples of abilities you can detect are mind terror, puppeteer, pyrokinesis, and telepathy. Okay. Okay. Robo alarm. I thought we already had a siren. What the hell's the alarm for? Powerful sensors enable you to sense electrical currents in your proximity up to short distance. You get plus one roll on all attempts to scan for another robot that is trying to infiltrate. Okay. 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 Gotcha. gotcha. As some of the names don't actually match. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I would have named it something else, but I get it. Okay. This is Futurama, the RPG. <laughs> Robo chef, self-destruct mechanisms. Every no player is allowed no no player character is allowed to have this as a last resort you can detonate your own power cell you'll be completely annihilated but you might save others you choose when and where to trigger the mechanism you can even do it after you've been permanently deactivated really but it must happen immediately after the explosion is a blast power of nine plus your remaining ep okay that's not so bad actually um that's a, that's a pretty high blast power though so yeah. what what uh plus your what, ep you had at least one right yeah, I, you know, well, unless you're completely deactivated, but yeah. But actually, no, this is like Earth Dawn. Um, what's that called? Not Last Chance. Uh, what was it? Heroic Sacrifice. Yeah. Okay, it's not as bad as that. For some reason, I thought it was going to be like some nuke or whatever. But in this case, I I'd be okay with it. Players can have that. Solar panels, telescopic eye. Solar panels. Me. That's the answer to all my problems. You right fit there. a powerful solar panels, which can be ex uh, extended at your command. <laughs> Yep. underground they are of no use sure that makes sense but in the outside you may recharge d6 energy points once per day if you spend a few hours in daytime under a clear sky that is that is awesome once 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 you leave the complex that is that's that's a survival tool that you need yep not only will it keep you alive every day but it'll keep other robots with you alive because if you can share energon cubes then it'll keep everyone else alive as long as you roll above a one on a d6 which on average you will. You must, however, uh, must, however, remain completely inactive for this entire time, so you're vulnerable. It says several hours. What does it say? How many hours? Uh, a few hours. That's three. Three hours. You have well, to remain completely immobile. Using typical year zero stuff, it's either four or six hours. That's not what the word "few" means. Sure, it can. Few no, doesn't, it doesn't mean three. Trio few means is, three. Few means three. Several is uh is between five and seven who told you that or, uh the world no few has never just been three few is three i'm sorry okay it, it, it's it's okay for you to be wrong it's fine all right fine. well i can tell you that years your engine uses fours and sixes so and uh it's they're wrong as fours. well so okay. we're, we're just we're just loading the wrong category okay That's all right cool. and i think that Weapons is rig is that is that like a hard point 
You have a special rig that lets you easily and quickly mount weapons to your body. The installation of weapon requires only one action, does not require a repair roll. Yeah. This is where okay. we talked about before, where you can uh, you can mount stuff to your body and not right. have it count as equipment, but still work for you. Right. Okay, so, yeah, so it, it's a weapon hard point. You just, like, you know, pick up a weapon, attach it to your body, attach it to the hard point, plug it into yourself. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. You've got an extra boom boom. And that's it. Again, I didn't want to cover them all necessarily, just to give you an idea what's out there. These are the secondary functions, also known as talents in the other versions of the game, so you get an idea of what your character can get. And yes, as long as it fits a robot theme, you can get the other ones uh, that exist in the game as well. You can be taught them, because, you know, you're a sentient uh, robot. So what do we have in chat, if anything? I didn't right. see much. We've got, got some. We've got crafties. Oh, God. For two dollars, yes. thank you for the two dollars, Crafty. Yes, they do. They are they are pleasure robots. They are self cleaning. Who yes. wants to see all the people who who buy who buy what what they call now uh, pleasure robots, which aren't really good enough? They have to clean them as well. No, man, this is this is the future. The pinnacle of of, of human of human existence is a self cleaning pleasure robot. Everyone knows that. I feel dirty. I got to drink more. You should. Uh, Malachi says, uh, heathen dog may be out of line, but he's right. I don't know what that was about. I completely forget, but I agree. Crafty comes back with a second barrel and says, if shopping for a sex bot, see, he's really oh, on this sex bot thing. Crafty, you're going to have to talk to your wife, have a conversation with your wife. Something's going on that you think a sex bot is a cure. It's probably not. You forget to add the self-flushing module option. You can lead to a day-old slot. Wait, what? Make sure you tell your sex bot dealer salesperson you want that option. Yes, yes. You want all the options on the pleasure robot. The rationale is the siren costs extra, like all season mats on a four. You know what? That makes perverse sense. Yes, some people get dumb things on their machine just because it costs money and it gives status. I can understand that. Why would a robot do it to itself? That's basically proof that you're broken and sentient. It means you're sentient. Yeah. Like you're vain. Yeah. It means you're vain and you need, you need to be helped, helped into a, a scrap pile. Oh, Malachi. Uh, he, uh, Oh my God. Uh, sex. It was about the conversation of sex robots over pleasure bunnies. Clarify. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right. I'm right. Uh, reactionary says, uh, yep. you're like Bender fueled by boost. Yes. Yes. If you want to make a Bender bot, you can, you need the combustion engine though. <laughs> you need the combustion engine and you can't start off with that. Right. Because you, you no. can't start off with a general skill. Uh, nope. I am correct. Is what you're you, you are correct. Yeah. You okay, cannot, okay, you good. cannot start with that. Yes. Okay, good. So you're gonna oh, have to work to bend your No, you're gonna have to benderize. It's going to take work. Nerdy ogre is wrong. Nerdy Ogre is wrong because uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the difference between a pleasure robot and a pleasure mutant animal. With a pleasure robot, it is a device, a pleasure aid, a marital aid. A pleasure mutant animal is one half servitude and one half bestiality. All halves are wrong. I hope that you're mutant Mechatron. I'm talking to you out there. 
I hope that your mutant Mechatron game is uh, more socially acceptable than uh, yeah. what apparently our chat wants the mutant oh, Mechatron game to be. <laughs> so uh, please, by all means, play the game at the table the way you want to play, but uh, understand there is a spirit of the game that I think that we would like to imply here that the world is at its end and robots are like, oh my God, I'm Johnny Five and I'm, uh, I'm sentient. There are no humans to pleasure at this point. Nope. And when you find them, you they've got tentacles to. and wings and... Hey, hey, un unless, unless you're the pure humans in Mutant Elysium or you're the elder. Which we haven't got to yet. <laughs> Crafty says, I'm a salesperson. In the oh, future, Jesus. I see the mark. And you really, you really got this. You let the old, let go of this bone, man. I'm telling you. If I can charge extra for self. No, it's not going to be extra. It's going to come as part of the package. No one wants to. <laughs> It'll just be a, it should just be a markup. You know what? I'm I'm not no I'm not talking about it anymore. <laughs> I'm not talking about that anymore. Can we talk I just Okay, no, no. Nerdy Ogre. Oh, no. No, no. Nerdy Ogre, I I got to set him straight. He's going to get in trouble with the law. All right. <laughs> yes. Pleasure bunnies have human DNA. That is true. It's very much like they have also bunny DNA. <laughs> <laughs> which is also true. It would be illegal to have one and use it for its purpose. Now, you want another example of, of, of even only being half wrong puts you in jail? A 10-year-old girl has woman DNA. Oh, God. This, don't, don't go there. Don't I'm know. Not, I'm not continuing that. I'm not continuing that. But you realize how uh, uh, an adding or subtracting something from that equation gets you in trouble, right? Yeah yeah so for more information on this topic join us on the friday night chill stream where we actually get not safe for work and we'll talk about all types of weird stuff <laughs> and chat i'm not reading anymore i don't care how much you pay <laughs> he's lying if you get if you give good money he'll read it he yeah care. i will that's true but uh so let's end this segment quickly while we can Thank you to all the folks who are out there who watch. Please, oh, that's right, like, subscribe, and share. We do appreciate you putting up with our nonsense here. And uh, come back in the next episode where we talk about modules, which are basically robot mutations, for the lack of a better term. Don't chat. Don't go there. Hey, it's 20% off, man. I don't know. I hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ending it right after that. I think that would be a great end. It's 20% off. <laughs> Oops. I, uh, what page is that? 72. One. <clears throat> and this time I'll have the short one prepared. All right. For the last part of uh, segment one today we're going to talk about modules which are your robot's most powerful asset going to the other year zero engine or sorry mutant year zero games for humans or mutant humans this would be like your mutations and for animals this would be like your animal powers well these modules are special robot powers that you can have and we're going to take a look at a few of those and give you an understanding how those work in just a moment here the core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. 
Please follow that QR code or refer to the description below for the link to the charity we support, which is the Wounded Warrior Project. Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch the Dirty Casuals on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Fridays and Sundays, you can watch the Friday Night Chill Stream and RPG Digest on our YouTube and Rumble channels. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences, and if you like our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. Okay, um, what you probably don't realize out there in the real world is this is like five seconds after, you know, that whole horde conversation we had at the end of the last video, so let's see if we can clean this up a little bit. And, uh, get that off the screen. Oh, present this, I forgot to present, but hey, it's okay. I can try Check this out over here. All right, gotcha. Okay, mute Megatron. And we are going to talk now about, let's go down here. Where is it? The modules. That's right. And this is the last thing we're going to talk about this week. Next week, we're going to cover Megatron 7, which is all about what's going on in the background. We're skipping conflict and damage because, again, we have two videos on that with the Mutant Year Zero that you can check out. So let's go and talk about our modules for these characters. Special powers. I don't know why I don't like that picture. There's just something about it that I don't like. The animals look really, really afraid, as they should be, because they're not human, which means they need to be exterminated. <laughs> so modules take energy points. Remember, I say this as if you watch those other videos. Humans use mutation points. Uh, uh, animals use an uh, feral points, sorry. You as a robot use energy points. It's the same basic concept, except for you get to actually recharge these things, you know, through energy. Plug yourself into a wall, you know, get on that quick charger with your iPad, and there you go. Now you, uh, now you charge. So how do you require your energy points? Well, if you stay in the Mutant Mechatron 7, I said the Mutant, wow. The Mechatron 7 facility, you're allowed to use a charging station. That's an easy way to do it. Other robots can transfer energy points to you. We talked about that in the last uh, video. Outside, under the open sky, you'll automatically recharge one per day using built-in solar panels. So I guess those solar panels that those solar panels that we saw were improved models. Yes. And that's also in the last video. There are several secondary functions that let you recharge even outside. You can use energy packs or batteries. Those are artifacts that what this game uh, uses as terms for old old school devices, you know, things that we had today before the world was destroyed. And you can use the generator. To recharge one ep per hour now that's pretty good that is good you can never have more than 10 unless you have a backup power daily drain each day you will use one just for existing and in sleep mode if you drop to zero energy points you go into sleep mode you are then completely inactive and cannot communicate in any way so shut up player your character's out of it you are however still aware of your surroundings unfortunately you can't communicate them though as soon as you are recharged with at least one EP, you will wake up. Okay, so if you have if you run outside and you somehow get to zero EP, probably from using modules because you regenerate one per day just from your built-in solar panels, that means at the end of every day you wake up and then during the night you go inactive again. Okay. So okay okay no 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 that, that that's good that's that's emergency mo movement you know like you can try and get somewhere to help you a little a few hours every day until you run out of energy again i get it i get it 
Yeah, I mean that that is a yeah, good point. Yeah, you could do that. Uh you can overheat. Now, remember, mutant uh, mutations could really mess with you, right? And remember, even even then we looked and said, "Wow, this is pretty deadly." It's almost like uh why would you want to use your mutations? And I get that. I think that there's a balance there. I do think they're a little overly deadly, but at the same time, it's also part of the game. You're not just supposed to be running around like a superhero using your powers constantly. Well, then the animal ones had where you could just go animalistic. You could give in to your base animalistic nature and go all feral. Well, here you can overheat. Modules are very powerful, but using them involves a risk. They strain your power source and chassis, and if you're unlucky, they might overheat your system. Roll a number of gear dice equal to the number of energy points used to activate a module. Again, this is exactly like the way the feral points and the mutation points work. Mm -hmm. If you roll one or several boom booms, that's uh, ones on a gear die, you have overheated yourself. Roll another single gear die to determine the outcome. Since this caused a little confusion the first time we covered it, let's say it again. First of all, you have to roll the one or more ones. Then you roll another die to figure out what happens. And here's what happens. If you roll a one or more, and then you roll another one, you get a fatal error. Smoke and sparks fly out of you as the module you tried to activate breaks down. It must be repaired before you can use it again. Your action has no effect. What? Okay. What is different about this? B because in all the other games, no matter what, your mutant ability or your or your animal power always worked. Even if it didn't work again or you got super screwed later, it always worked in what mm -hmm. you want to do now. But now there's a chance where it just doesn't work and won't work again until it's fixed. Yep. That's different. This is to trying to step on the gas and get the... I promise you, I fixed it. Glitch. The module has its desired effect. Okay, we're working now. But mm -hmm. drains twice as many energy points as it should. If you deplete your last energy point, you will go into sleep mode. So normally, I've got two energy points left. I want to use this module. I'll spend one energy point to activate it. Oops, you just spent two. Night, night. Crossed wires. Because of a malfunctioning connection, another module randomly determined is activated instead of the desired one. Nope. Its exact effect depends on the situation. Jim has final say. Imagine you're trying to sneak through. You've got, I don't know, ru not rubberized because that's a secondary function. Well, we'll have to look at what the modules are because I was just about to give two secondary functions. Never mind. Now, the GM has final say reroll if you only had one module. Blue screen. <laughs> really? I, never, I actually never noticed that before. Your system is strained beyond its limit. It must be rebooted. Your action has no effect, and you must remain completely inactive until it's your turn next round. Okay, that's the second time where this where special yep. abilities don't work where they always worked before yep memory wipe protocol droid jesus a sudden electrical sur surge unexpectedly wipes your memory circuits you will keep all of your programs but can no longer remember anything from your previous life another robot or gearhead can restore your memory with all uh, with a successful repair or jury rig roll after a few hours of work this is get I don't know how to handle this one. No, this this uh, this is getting more uh, fuzzy end of the lollipop than I'm. Than I, I think I care about. This is getting bad. Because this is a this is effectively waking up. Going, who am I? I'm, who are you? I, yeah, who who am I? I'm sentient. Why am I thinking? Why am I questioning? I I, sh I shouldn't say I don't know how to handle it. I I don't want to handle it. No. <laughs> That's, no. Um, 
power surge. And I'm talking as the game master, the player. I'd be this would be great to mess with the game master, but no. Power surge. The module's effect is more powerful than expected. Each energy point you spend is counted as two. Boom, boom. Reroll of spending multiple energy points has no effect. Oh, no, so I'd rather keep this roll. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Can I keep the roll and just say nothing more happens? Nothing please? happened. It, no, nothing special happened. I'd, I'd like to keep this roll. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? I'm house ruling this one right now. If you roll this and uh, spending multiple EP says no effect on the module, you just your ability just works. Yeah. You just spend one. Everything's fine. We just we just continue on with our lives. Happy that we made this, this decision <laughs> yeah. or yeah. this lucky roll. Hey, RPG grandma. Good to see you. All right, uh, reactive effects. Some modules have react. Okay, we talked about this before. Reactive effects. Ours are uh, when you're reacting to something that somebody does to you, they activate immediately at that time, and you can utilize them. And then there's E, which is what? Uh, do they have them? Yeah, enhancing effects, which basically buff other abilities you have. NPCs and modules handled the same way. Energy points. Unlike PCs, NPCs don't have individual uh, energy points. Instead, the GM has a common pool, which he may use for every NPC. Same thing again before is with the feral points. So, getting new modules, uh, you can mash them. If you find them, you can mash them in. To install, a module requires a couple of hours' works and a successful repair roll. Remember, you can change out your chassis stuff. Alright, let's uh, list of modules. You have Accelerator. I'll let Heathen Dog, if he's able to hang out here, to, uh, to tell uh, uh, me if there's anything in here he wants to see. Accelerator, backup system, chainsaw, control circuit, disruptor virus, EMP protection, energy management, energy pulse, grenade launcher. I don't know what a hollow flage. Was that a hollow? No, that's a hollow projector. Camouflage, most likely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A hollow flash. Okay. That makes sense. Good. Okay. Hover drone, howler. Okay. Um, two. I got two. Okay. Well, uh, one of them. No, one of them is the medical unit, and the other is up a little higher. I forget what, I forget the name of it. Uh, where are you? Disruptor virus. Okay. Uh, let's go down this case. There's one more on here. This is the end. So mining drill, psi protection, reactive armor, repair unit, riot control. I'm going to look at riot control. Uh, sensor pulse, tentacles. There you go. And wire system. <laughs> Any of those or no? No. Okay. I do want to look at uh, um, riot control though. Okay. So, all right. What was the first one you wanted? I already forgot. You already forgot. <laughs> was the, the virus. Yeah, uh, that's right. Virus. It's under D. Disruptor virus. Here we go. You have the ability to spread a special kind of computer computer virus to robots and other computerized machines. You must be at arm's length, so basically you're within able the ability to touch somebody and have physical contact. Well, okay, the and this is redundant. You can deal you can deal one point of damage to another robot for each energy point spent. Okay. Okay. Disable a computerized function such as a module, an alarm, or you can stop the woo, 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 or defensive system or program. Cost is one EP per function you disable. And delete or corrupt stored data in a computer or robot. For each EP spent, you can delete data regarding a certain subject. Well, Crafty, no comments. Because we know where you're going to go with this. Okay. This is... Uh... This is pretty useful in fighting other robots, but it's also useful in uh, in keeping yourself alive, especially if a robot sees you do something that you shouldn't be doing. You mm -hmm. can delete the memory of it yep. from him, and he's going to go about his business, and you're going to go about yours, and no one has to get a work oh order put out on him. I just wanted a little move, and I got a big move. That's what I wanted right there. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, and that's actually a really good 
use of this. Of course, you have to get to them, and you might have to grapple them first. You might have to, you know, rough them up. You might give them the clamps. Well, no. All you, all you have to do is say, "Hey, I'm going to have you take me into custody," and you can approach him and be completely safe because, hey, you're you're complying. And then I jab you with the virus. You're not complying. You won't remember. Oh. I, here's the thing that I tell you about that against most robots that would work against a security robot that might not work because they have the best grappling ability and wouldn't let you just touch them like that. And this doesn't squeeze out of every orifice of your, of your body, but it would be a role uh, for the, uh, for the security robot. The rest of them, I think that would pretty much just work out of hand. Uh, Next one uh, is the medical unit. The reason I chose it is because in the beginning, for most of the game, until you get out of Mechatron 7, you're not going to have any biological things you want to heal. So what the hell's medical unit It's funny for? you say that. I don't think I took my medical unit, but I remember having something like that when it's I It's called repair unit. It's also here. And I'm sure it's to repair machines. Well, I, I took another one that when I looked at it, it was like, this isn't useful right now, but I foresee the character growing and being with these other characters. So I, I, I took something that was kind of useless at the time just to show what it did. I don't think it was this one, though. So medical unit. You are designed to care for the sick and wounded humans. Oh, there you go. You can save the life of a critically injured human or mutant, including animals. Costs an energy point. Uh, now, save the life is... <sighs> We never went through the critical charts, but save the life essentially means you succeed at the role so that the character isn't going to die. All the other stuff will fall into place, but the character, at least the life is saved. Uh, you can help a broken human or mutant get back on its feet. Costs one EP and restores one point in the attribute then to reach zero. Again, broken means you're at zero. This puts you at one. And lastly, you can reduce the healing time required for a critical injury by half. That's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, cost one EP cannot be combined with a heal roll. It means it has just it means it has to be done separately. So it takes you're not going to just do all these things at one time. You'll have to have like a day's worth of care to give the character in order to make that happen. But some of those things last weeks. So this is actually pretty darn cool. It is. I mean, if it, but it's going to be something you're going to have to keep in your back pocket for months till you actually meet a human or a mutant animal. <laughs> uh now what was the one that i picked uh it was, it was below uh, riot. riot control riot control yeah. you have an arsenal at your disposal that is designed to incapacitate but not kill several opponents at once you can hit one target per energy point within near distance so you can hit five targets if you want to spend five energy points with a gooey substance this is my champion's character yes that hardens immediately. Each victim must make a difficulty minus one force or overload load. Jeez, I can't talk. Overload roll to break free. One attempt can be made each round. Yeah, I'm um, not going to get into it, but I had a champion's character that had a goo gun, and this is one of his abilities. And you can release a cloud of tear gas at the cost of one energy point. Every living creature within short range must make an endure roll. Does not count as an action. Anyone who fails can perform no actions, only maneuvers for the next D6 rounds. So no shooty shoot, but you can still walk out of there. Well, you're probably not walking. Crawling. And if you have certain talents, you can do shooty shoot still. But you have to have specific talents that would allow to happen. And then guess what? You're not moving. So <laughs> if you want to hang out in the gas, go for it. 
so I don't we don't really need to go uh, into many of the other ones here. I'll put tentacles on the screen for anybody who wants to see it. Uh, that's it. I mean, I, again, this is going to be a short one because there's really no reason to dive into anything else. These are just the special powers that robots can have. And you saw the list of them. And there you go. Uh, what, what's chat got to say about things? Well, I only start a couple. But uh, Malachi says, uh, wow, sounds like blood points from vampires with the EPs, the energon yeah. cubes. Yeah. Kind of is, yeah. Like mutation points too. Yeah, if you if you run out, you shut down. You don't die, you shut down, which is the same as vampire. That's true. Yeah. Oh, you know that's fair. That is a really good analogy. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And then Crafty says, "Serious question." Sure. Okay. Do the Mechatron robots allow follow the laws of robotics? Yes and no. Yes and no because from what we've heard today, uh, a non sentient robot, which is everyone but the player characters cannot dis disobey an order from a human or a mutant human unless it doesn't understand it or it conflicts somehow internally logic wise but a sentient robot which is the pcs can use their questions uh skill or program in this case to purposefully make a logical excuse as to why they're not going to follow the instructions of the human so the sentient robots can the non-sentient, which is every other robot, cannot disobey a human unless it doesn't understand the question or the action or the whatever. There's still a hierarchy for that. Obviously, it's not going to listen to you if there's actually somebody in its like chain, if you want to call it that, that gives it. But yes, uh, the humans override everything, even the coordination robot. And that's it. That's it. Cool. Well, again, everything that one, that about one... sex robots. Yeah, no. We, we had that last video. We don't need that this video. But no, that, that's it. Next week, uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about the combat because I basically gave you the really the, the changes that matter in the last episode at the end of it. So, Or is it the first one? Whatever, at the, at the end of it. So uh, next week is going to be all about Mechatron 7. What is it? What do you do there? Why are you doing it? And if you remember, Mutineer Zero has the arc, has four development levels. If you remember, the Resistance also had uh, the... Well, didn't have development levels, but it had uh, uh, you building up your resistance through out of character. We'll call it. Um, I don't know why I can't think right now, but uh, out of out of character role play, out of character, a mechanism. Yeah, I don't know why the hell I cannot think right now. But uh, this one is the same thing. But this time, instead of trying to build up an arc, you're trying to keep your your building your your dome safe because if you don't, as we've talked about before salt water and uh and robots don't mix unless you're rubberized still don't really mix not over the long term <laughs> that's bullshit that might save you for a small time but uh, i don't think that rubber is uh, airtight it is well probably not the way you did it but <laughs> <laughs> there you go and of course uh where is it like subscribe share You want to take right. a break or do you want to rush into this? No, I got to I got to leave. I got to I I'm barely holding it in. Okay. I got to lay down. All right, Ethan Dog is out. All right, I'm out. Better, I'm sorry man. everybody. I'm sorry. So, uh I don't know if we're going to save this for next week or if uh he'll cover something else. I'll find out later on, but uh in the meantime what I will do is uh I can a second here. Is I can spend a little bit of time with chat.
but he did he did mention before the stream we didn't talk about it much but he did mention before the stream uh, stream to me that he wasn't exactly feeling well so can uh i don't know maybe we'll just leave it at that it's up to you guys what do you guys want to do this isn't going to turn into a friday chill stream <laughs> we're still going to keep it family friendly but Uh, uh, got off huh? early last night too. What? Oh, oh, oh! He wasn't feeling well last night doing that. Is that why you guys quit early? Okay, that makes sense. It happens. Remember, he has a kid. His kid goes to school. That means the kid comes home in a petri dish. So, pick a random book from a shelf and do a, a, a flip through review. Uh. God. Oh, you know what? I got it. I got it. This is for the uh, I'm pulling the short stone because you all get all angry with me when as I sit here and they ride up. Um, oh, my God. Scared of this box. Oh. Box is not in good condition at all. I've had this game forever. Succession Wars board game is basically risk. For Battletech people. I have not played it in at least 10 years. Oh, this is where all my Capellan dice went. That makes sense. That's right, House Liao for the win. Got my Capellan dice right there. Come on, camera. So, uh, yeah. So we'll take a look at the rules for this. It's, maybe I can quickly find a PDF. It has uh, fake Monopoly money in it. Got some cards, mostly for the Capellan Confederation, because we're a bunch of bastards. Oops, I'm not supposed to say that. Uh, let's, uh, let's look at what some of these cards say. I'll go through the rule book. It's not, it's not a bit, it's a, again, it's a 1980s game. It's a really thin rule book. We'll take a look at it, but yeah, Succession Wars cards. This one is what? Contract ends, choose any mercenary unit services, go immediately to bid. That's right, that means that the houses can, uh, can bid on a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, mercenary unit but uh advanced technology level by three. Ooh, that's pretty good maybe played at any time so let's give you a quick background of battletech at this point of the of the era years 3025 that's right because it is the best era it's the only era and there are five great houses there's some periphery kingdoms but there are five great houses house, house steiner house karita uh house merrick house davian and of course the all-important the only one that matters, the little guy that always gets beat up because nobody can handle him, House Liao. And they're caricatures of human global <laughs> events, we'll say at the time. Now Steiner is a Polish German with heavy industry. Uh, lots of money. It's the richest successor house. House Karita is Bushido Space Japan. Okay, lots of honor. And uh, all the tropes that you'd expect there. House Merrick is the Balkans at war with itself until somebody else tries to punch it. Then they unify. Uh, but it is the it where these guys have all the money. These guys have the best uh, uh, manufacturing. House Davian is actually the poorest successor house, but is by far the most military capable. And is uh, it's basically France, England, 
Australia, America to some degree. And then you have the Sino-Soviet. That's right. The Chinese Russians right there in House Liao, who everybody picks on, uh, who has by far the most honor and uh, <laughs> and is kind of a uh, is it an abstract of like the North Korean state or really the Soviet state. So. How do you play the game? Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to read every rule off here, but we'll just take a quick look at it and see what it says in here. I have not read this rule book in many, many years. Well, 10 at least, because that's in the last time I played. It gives a little bit of history here. And again, it's written in typical Battletech fashion. You have the old books, that is. It's even got, uh, you know, the important charts on the back, it's almost like it fits right in with typical Battletech stuff. And uh, components, we got one rule book. I'm holding it. Oh, the map. I never was a fan of this map. And in the original map set, and we're talking terrain map set that you played and put your mechs on, map set number two had the best map ever made for this game. It's a 3025 era map, and it was done amazingly well. And unfortunately, I never got that one. And now if you get map set two, it doesn't come with it. But here is your map. Hopefully I don't have any holes in it. Uh, that's upside down. There we go. That you play on. I can't see, so I'm just going to do this. Hopefully you can see it all. There we go. And that... Uh, oh, Hold it correctly here. And like I said, it's like Risk. You'll see, you saw those little borders in there. And it's like Risk. And you're trying to conquer... Uh, uh, conquer the other uh, realms. And if I remember correctly, there are rules for First Succession War, which gives House Liao more space, Second Succession War, and Third Succession War games. But there we go. So we got a map. We have four sheets, punch out playing pieces. Yeah, uh, so we got a bunch of these things, which, let's put this on here. Here are House Steiner units. Uh, I've got them bagged up by, uh, by, there's my House Steiner units that I can put out there. Okay, and all the all the houses have them. Here we go. Here's uh, what, no, not that one. It's this one. Oh, there's the green one. So this would be House Liao. These would be the ones I use. You know, so. And I still have all the pieces to the game. It's just the box is crushed. Even this book is in good condition. I'll probably, since I, I have them, have it sitting, I'll probably bind this actually now and put uh, corner protectors on it. I do that with a lot of my stuff. Uh, let's see, what do we have? A deck of 48 event cards. A bundle of money. Not real money. Six plastic bags. Oh, I guess those bags came with it. And then two ten-sided... Oh, two ten-sided dice? I have six... I have six-siders all through this. I don't see any ten-siders. Oh. And, of course, a Capellan pin that I can wear right now if I want to. <laughs> uh, what's chat saying? Uh... Nice mix of houses. Well, the the houses are, I mean, they're the 3025 uh, houses. Yep. So that's what exists. It doesn't include any of the periphery kingdoms. Uh, should you take on Palladium Books alignments? Uh, I mean, that that's going to be, like I said, that's going to be heathen dogs. My, my take on Palladium Books alignments is that it's absolutely, I don't like alignments. I think alignments and RPGs are dumb. But Palladium has the best alignment system because it gives you 14 steps to follow. That's it. If you're principled, this is what a principled person will do. And, and it does leave gray area for, for all of them. And, well, except for principled, I think. 
<laughs> but uh, like if you're unscrupulous, an unscrupulous person may do this, may not. You know, it, it talks about a lot of this and, and, uh, and who will do it to. But I mean, I don't have anything else I'm going to say that they're they're. I mean, it's based on psychology, too. So as somebody who's not a fan of alignments, if I have to have alignments in the game, I'll use the Palladium ones simply because they have. They actually cover the gamut, explain themselves well. There are no arguments at the table. Like, Lawful good to me means... Uh, well, it's, uh, all right, game setup. We're not going to read all the setup rules here, but we'll talk about that. Did you ever play the Battletech uh, TC? Yes, I did. Uh, I used to have cards for it, but uh, again, I'm not, I'm not a big TCG guy, and nobody I knew played it, so I either got rid of the cards or they're buried in a box somewhere. I don't know. Um, let's see. Let's see. Do, 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 do. So, sequence of playhouse, they all goes first, apparently, then Merrick, then Steiner, then Karita, then Davian. Of course, always give Davian the ability to see what everybody else does first. Tells what, so, if you run out of cards, it actually tells you what the cards are here. That's pretty cool. So, you know what? You can make a note card with all the stuff on and what the cards are supposed to say. If you lose your cards, it's right in the rule book. That's actually pretty cool. Because uh, I know a lot of games that don't do things like that. So you spend your taxes, because remember, you're running the entire house. So you spend your taxes, which allows you to build, build a new house unit. That'll cost you $8 million. Rebuild a mercenary unit. That'll cost you $6 million. Build a jump ship, which is really expensive, because in the 3025 era of the game, jump ships are not easily made. Later on, they made them, you know, tech was found, so on and so forth. You, you know, it was easier to make. Movement. All movement in the Succession Wars is made by using jump ships. Movement is determined by each player based on the range of the available jump ships. Jump ships have a normal movement range of three regions. So in, yeah, yeah, you can fly across the Capellan Confederation. It's like fly over a country if you really want it to be. If you're, if you're Davian and you want to hit, uh, hit Merrick, you can. Just be like, bye, Leo, we're just going to go through. Um, I think I don't think you can actually do that in one you don't own, but uh, you know, again, theoretically, because Liao's so so skinny. <laughs> uh, it's been again. I haven't played it in ten years. I don't remember all the rules. Uh, make any number of unit pickups and drop offs, just so long as the jump ship never carries more units than it rating allow. And yeah, there are different types of jump ships that let you carry more units. So there you go. Uh, combat when enemy forces occupy the same region. Combat must occur and continue only until one player's combat unit remains in the region. So that means they keep fighting until bye-bye. To resolve combat, the attacker rolls one die for each of his own units or a combination of units. If the number rolled is less than or equal to the attacking unit's value... Get a little... Let's see, got a unit. I can't see a unit. This looks like a unit. A carriage armored cavalry. Hell yeah. So this is a four. On, show the four show the four come on my infrared is right there i know that's you zoom in okay it's not going to actually is it up there oh, whatever okay it says four damn it so what's the other side say Ooh, the other side says five um doo -doo 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 -doo, where is it if the number rolled is less than or equal to the attacking unit's value the defender must choose one of his units and remove it okay uh all kills are removed, and each side now has the option to retreat. So you can retreat after that. You can capture regions. To capture, I'm skipping a lot, obviously. I'm just giving you an overview. Uh, to capture an enemy player's region, the phasing player must simply end his combat phase with friendly combat unit in the region. If you've got a friendly unit there, enemy doesn't have one there, you win. It's that simple. Technology. After the phasing resolves his attacks, he adjusts 
is level on the technology score. That's right. Technology goes from negative 10 to 25. Uh, negative 10, or zero is where the players begin, but at negative 10, mech prices increase to 10 and 8. Holy crap. Jump ship movement decreases by 1. Combat ratings volume units decrease by 1. These are things that if you're below 0. If you go above 0, mech unit increases combat rating by 2 once per turn. Wow. Mech prices decreased from seven or two, seven, and five. So, as you can see, getting tech is a good thing. Players' tech levels modified by event cards and uh, da, 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 uh, and rolls on the tech level table. The following events also affect tech level: loss of a regional capital minus two, loss of a house capital. So, if house if Capellan Confederation loses cyan, boom minus five, boom. Uh, was it the the big big marker? They don't cover cannibalism. Not joking. What? Okay, uh, I'm not joking. I've run into it in a lot of my games. Cannibalism in BattleTech. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> we talk about something else here. Uh, uh periphery state. Oh, it does have pre surrounding the inner sphere. Number periphery states. One player game control. Oh, I guess you can. I don't see them on the map. Are they on the map? And I just didn't ever remember. No, they're not on the map. I don't want to keep opening. You can probably already see I've got a hole in one of the corners, so I don't have it laminated. I don't play the game enough to laminate it, and I'm scared to play it a lot because I want the stuff on the inside here to stay in good condition. The box is screwed, but the rest of it is in perfect condition. And then uh, Succession Wars. Basically, it's just it's just units at this point to say, you know, what are unit values and and so forth. So not a lot of rules to the game. In fact, one of the complaints that people have about this game is how overly simplistic it is. I get it. Yep. Here we go. First succession war scenarios. If you want to go back in time a little bit, set things up a little differently. The main unique aspect to the game is the Capellan Confederation. It's House Liao. And let me see if I can find those. Uh, those cards, where is it? House uh, Liao, Order of Battle. Maybe it's there. 17. Oh, that's not... Where is it? Hold on, there's something... Where's House Liao? Because House Liao gets to do some stuff with, like, uh... The Maskarovka. And I'm not seeing it. I know it's in here because I, I play House Liao. And I haven't played in a long time, but I know it's still a thing. Peter, technology, free states, mercenaries. I am not finding it. Maybe I've been cheating this entire time. Uh, additional rule. Oh, here we go. Nope, that's Succession Wars. Huh, that is really weird. I know that the Capellans get a really dumb backstabby thing that they can do. And I'm not seeing it in here. Second. Oh, six. The Lao player has two chances to attempt to bribe another leader at no cost at any point in the game. Players should keep track of this themselves. So that's what it is. It's bribing, uh, 
bribing leaders. I can get people to turn. And what that's supposed to represent is that uh, Hans Davian, I'm sorry, uh, Max Liao cloned Hans Davian and almost took over the entire uh, Federated Sons. And also how Michael Hasek Davian was pretty much under the employ of uh, House Liao. So the, the Capellan March, part of the Federated Sons, was more loyal to the Capellan Confederation than it was to its own uh, its, its own uh, uh, house. And that's because Michael Hasek wanted to be in charge, and he thought that Max was going to put him in charge if you uh, want. I do not have ten-siders in this box, so apparently I did lose those two ten-siders, or they're just part of my main, main ten-sider collection. I have a bunch of six-siders in here, though. Again, my wonderful and beautiful house Liao. So, not much more to say about it, um, really, because that, that's it. It's a pretty simplistic game. I could have gone into the combat, but I would just bore people to read all the combat. Uh, it's just you roll underneath the, uh, the unit. The game, the game does have a death spiral where if you're starting to lose, you're pretty much going to lose, which is a little unfortunate, but again, as a simplistic game, you can't really argue with it. Because in Battletech lore... One of the things that happens is when a house gets too small, like House Liao, they realize that we can't beat House Liao because it's so small now. It's so con its military is so concentrated. There's, you just can't do it. Uh, the uh, the always said that about the Steiners. It's like man, every time we take over a Steiner world, it just becomes more and more improbable that we can take over more worlds because. You know, we got to keep consolidating, and they can can you know constrict the military and and defend less with more so to speak and so that isn't uh, in this game once you know there's a complaint that i've run into with people in it that i can't really argue with them on it's like oh i've lost game's over and there are a couple of moments in the game where that's not true like just because you lose a first few engagements or lose a couple of uh of what do you call uh, um principalities right off the bat doesn't mean it's over but there's definitely a point in the game where you're like okay this is done you know, at that point, I'd say start working on those alliances, you know, start saying, hey, hey you know what? <laughs> you know, you, you, like me, House Liao. Hey, Merrick, buddy, instead of attacking me, how about this? How about you don't attack me and I can be a buffer for you? <laughs> and You go after somebody else right now and you can work out little deals like that. So there we go. Uh, was that enough to cover just to do a quick... I don't know however many minute was overview of Succession Wars. Now I have to make a new YouTube thumbnail. Great. <laughs> About that. So, anyway, uh, here's what Heathen Dog was supposed to cover. Whether he covers it next week, we'll find out. If not, well, there at least you got to see the thumbnails for it. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe he does something else. Uh, but I guess that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I love how you can never find something when you're trying to show it off. Yeah. Well, I finally found. I thought it was more. I thought there were cards for uh, the Capellan Confederation. For some reason, I really thought there were cards for the Capellan Confederation. But I might be thinking of a different game too. Something I played elsewhere. I've played this game three, four. That I remember, I've played it five times total in my life. The last time I played it was the first time I was in Germany, which was around 2012, 2013. If E. Smith is <laughs> is here like he was during the Friday Night Chill stream. He was the one that was there when I was playing it. And it's interesting because uh, I feel I had a plan that would have won. He feels he had a plan that would have won, but for whatever reason, we didn't finish. I don't know if it was time or what, but uh, we didn't finish it. So we don't talk about that, uh, Halcyon H. 
We don't talk about that. <laughs> Wait, let me put that up. Uh, Helsey and H asked uh, if uh, there, yeah, the first Somerset Strikers. It was god awful. Had nothing to do with battle. Come on, tattoos that give you more control. No, no. Uh, you know, as much as the author is a douche nozzle. Uh, I would say that the Michael Stackpole novels, to me, are the best ones. I, I would rather be friends with Blaine Lee Pardo. But the, the, I, I like the overarching, I like the, the high 10,000-foot view political novels and, and the ones that affect the, the states as a whole. So those are my favorite novels. A lot of good novels out there. Again, Blaine Lee Pardo is a great author. You should check him out. Um, Lauren Coleman wrote some of the, uh, the good Capellan ones. but. Uh, Okay, you and Crafty want to get banned. <laughs> Greatest movie robot jocks. Ah! <laughs> uh, why does no one ever talk about ExoSquad? That's a perfect blend of Battletech and Robotech in a cartoon. I don't know. I've never seen it, so. Uh, that was awesome as a kid. I rewatch it. Doesn't stand the test of time. Like, yeah, I, you know what? Robot Jocks probably wouldn't have bothered me so much if they weren't like in the mechs running and stuff. <laughs> that was just weird. But uh, hey, you know what? It's good to have. I would love to see a well done early three thousands. That's right. Era. So third Succession War era. BattleTech like season or say like ten episode season, twenty episode season that really dove into it. Hell, if you even the Warrior trilogy, which something for me should just make me cry, because uh, you know the Capellan Confederation gets totally owned. I would love to see the Warrior trilogy put into movie or no 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 movie wouldn't do it just a series format like Game of Thrones or something. The squad had so many war crimes. It was a great cartoon. Well, that's worth watching it right there. Or Exo Squad. Sorry, I said Eco Squad. Exo Squad. Exo Squad was like Looney Tunes too much. I don't know. I. So on the uh, pick random. I see mostly collection of two uncertain. I thought you can never find. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with the in-universe propaganda show that aired in our TV? In-universe propaganda show that aired. What? Which one is that? What did I miss? I talk about robot jocks, right? Wait, was the mech war? Was uh, first time as a strikers? Was that propaganda? How the clans were in this one? They don't. But this game was made before the clans were done. Um, I mean, I as far as like uh, canon goes, novels. I didn't mind the clans. I thought it made for a good adversary. For the inner sphere and also showed how the inner sphere needs to shit or get off the pot in terms of like we can all keep fighting each other and get taken over or we can at least somewhat work together kind of a coalition but while still being individual identities and you know backstabbing and so forth so i, I liked it in terms of novels i did not like it in terms of gameplay about that cartoon was reclassified as being an in your propaganda show oh okay i I watched a few. I didn't even watch all the episodes of it. I watched a few episodes of it. I hated it. Um, I didn't like how it went VR or whatever, or, or uh, CG, whatever the heck it was doing, doing some of those fights. Uh, it just it just didn't look right. It was. It's not. It's not. It was not. Not well done. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Pacific Rim has pilots running in the mechs. Oh, I didn't watch Pacific Rim, so. 
as far as far as other clan stuff goes like i don't have a problem that battletech if battletech would have released the clan technology or the 3050 technology over the course of say five years five real years not game years may not have been so bad i don't know they also could have had time to play test some of it more jeez because some of the technology is cool. I love Artemis 4 systems. I like the idea to waste a little bit of space to have more of my missiles hit. Not, not increase the to hit roll. If I miss, I still miss. But allow more of those missiles to hit. I like little, little nuggets like that. ER lasers were kind of interesting because you had to deal with a lot of heat for maybe one extra shot, depending on the map you're playing on. So those didn't bother me uh, too much. But... XL engines, and I know a lot of people talk about the drawbacks to XL engines. I just don't think that it matters, at least in my experience. The XL engines allowed what we now call alpha striking, which, by the way, is a term that came from MechWarrior 2 computer game. It's not even a Battletech term. And now, but, of course, everybody uses it now because, you know, Battletech nerds played MechWarrior 2. Um, is that is a, uh, the double heat sinks, XL engines, and Gauss rifles broke the game. Boom. So Pacific Rim is more like Evangelion mech, but uh, super early. Okay. Again, I don't watch anime, so I don't, I don't know a lot of that stuff. So, but uh, yeah. Anyway, when the clans came in, you know, if people would quote unquote role play, which is look, you can't expect war gamers to role play. <laughs> okay, let's be honest about that. If the clans were, and DM James talks about this a lot. If you've, if any of you also subscribe to DM James channel, where you know, if people were doing the batch tall which is the clan version of bidding to see how many mechs will drop. Also, in game terms, it, it was... They were built for a star, which is five clan mechs, to fight against 12, a company, of inner sphere mechs. And people don't do that. They usually do battle value one versus one type stuff. I have a disc for MechWarrior 2 Titanium Edition. Yeah, I, I, I played all the MechWarrior 2 games. I hate... Well, I didn't hate them, but I wasn't... Hugest fan, although I love the music for MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. Love it. Uh, so, all right. Hopefully, that was a good enough look see of my broken box. You can see I have it scotch taped together. I probably did that in high school. <laughs> maybe, maybe when I first joined the Air Force back in the 90s, because I would never do scotch tape today. But uh, of, here, let's get the camera out of the way. There we go. Of the Succession Wars. Uh, I would love to play it again, just not with the stuff I have in this box. I'd like to play with somebody else's box because I don't ever want to remove this again. But uh, it's, it's a fun game to waste uh, an afternoon on. I, I, I would say that. If you're looking for something super serious, if you're trying to get all wargamey with it, or even if you're even trying to play Axis and Allies with it, you're going to be severely disappointed. It's just compare some tokens, roll some dice, and move on to the next one. And for the love of God, don't get all bitchy about the fact that somebody attacked you. And there are rules in here for playing two, three, four, or five players. If you're playing two players, you just play um, the Federated, uh, Federated Commonwealth versus the Concorde Capitaine, which is uh, the uh, House Davian, Federated Sons, and the Lyran Commonwealth against uh, Draconis Combine, Capellan Confederation, and Free Worlds League. And if you have three players, it breaks it down a little differently. If you have four players, it breaks it down a little bit differently. Pretty much it's just Merrickly out work together. And then if you have five players, you have one do each. So there are rules for each of those. <laughs> Crafty. Crafty. We're done with that now. Uh, wasn't there a Kickstarter for it worth the buyers or better earlier? Wait, 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 wait. Kickstarter for what? 
let's make sure we're talking about the same thing. I mean, is are you talking about success? Is there no? I don't I have no clue if there's another version of Succession Wars. And if Catalyst is doing it, I wouldn't trust it because Catalyst is woke as shit. We call him Cuckalist here. Oh, ba- BattleTech. Yeah, the, there's a lot of different editions of BattleTech. I. I even make one of my old time friends frustrated because he's moved on to some of the newer rules that I don't like, but it speeds up play. Oh, shut up. It's, it's not about speeding up play. It's about changing rules that don't need to be changed because people whine too damn much. It's like Thacko. Um, so I'm used to playing with some of the older rules. For me, the epitome of the game was the Battletech Compendium 2nd Edition. I played with the original rules. I played Battle Droids, as a matter of fact, before FASA got sued and had to change the name to Battletech. Uh, but uh, I played with the original rules. I played with the first compendium. I played with the second compendium, Total Warfare, so forth. But uh, the second compendium, to me, is where the best rules are. Your mileage may vary. They're just tweaks. They're not a big deal. But one of them now is partial. I do not like the new partial cover rules. I don't care if they simplify the game. I don't like them. So, but uh, but that again, your mileage may vary on that. Uh, and I don't support Catalyst games in any way, shape, or form. So I have a row and a half of BattleTech stuff. I don't need any more <laughs> by far. I don't even need what I have up there. So uh, the only thing I'm missing is Battle Troops, and that's because somebody stole it from me in the early '90s, and I never bought it again because we didn't play it enough, and I regret that decision to today. I wish I would have. Uh, kept it or i wish i would have bought it again i should say but uh, i never did and it's because i was like yeah we never play it what does it matter blah, blah, blah. and then you know so all right i think you know you know what i'll do um we still have segment three i can still do segment three i can still do segment three so uh, hope you like segment two, like, subscribe, share. That was very impromptu. I was not prepared for that at all, as you could probably tell by the way it's done. But I am going to put it out there. This is going to be a video for people to watch. And maybe I'll get some views on it. And if I do, if people really want me to dive more, it really isn't much more I can dive into. But if you really want me to dive more into it, hell, maybe next year I'll cover Battletech. I have 2023 already kind of plotted out. But uh, maybe next year I'll cover Battletech. Because Heathen Dog's going to be doing more of the deep dives. I'll be doing more of the overviews, and I can do a bunch of overviews. We can talk about the houses. We can talk about the games. We can talk about you know, the source books, Mercenaries Handbook, Unbound, which will be nothing but utter hatred, you know, things like that. So maybe next year I can cover a bunch of Battletech. All right, for segment three, it's just me. It's just me. I'm all alone. Ethan Dog had to go lay down. He was scared of your comments. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to go through your comments, take a look at those, uh, and then uh, I'll put the link out there for people to join. If they want to come on in. If you've got uh, so the, qu- the topics for today, if you want to come in and talk to me, are about uh, Mutant Mechatron. And about uh, Battletech uh, Succession Wars. You know, I can dive into a little more Battletech than that, but I'd prefer just to keep it to, you know, the way we're supposed to do it on topic. Boom. Got you there. Got you there. You know what? I'll even put it out here. 
there. You want to join? That is the link to pop on in to talk about Mutant Mechatron. Or, oh, and let me put the rules up. Look, and I've got to, got to say this, folks. I try not to be an audiophile because I don't do all the things. I could probably make my voice sound better through this microphone. But check your audio and surroundings. If you're popping and clicking, you're sounding like Rice Krispies or something. I mean, for this just back and forth, it's not that big of a deal. But if you've got sirens going on in the background or, you know, your kids are screaming, you know, dogs are howling, you know, cats are fighting each other, whatever's going on. Come on. Come on. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Other than that, you know, a little bit of echo or a little bit of, uh, you know, talking through a cell phone or something like that. I get it. It's not going to be perfect. Anyway, question related to segment one or two, which, like I said, is Mutant Mechatron or uh, Secession Wars, Battletech. I'll respond. You'll get to follow up and then you'll hang up and we'll move on to the next person. Until then, I will uh, show comments that we've received for the last week. Uh, stand by just one second, Mark Hawkman. Let me get this up first. Share screen and channel comments. Boop. And I will zoom in. And we might come back to some of these next week for Heathen Dog as well. We'll see what kind of time we have next week. But uh, hopefully that's big enough for you guys to at least... There we go. You should be able to read that. All right, what you got, Mark Hawkman? I was just wondering if there is an equivalent of Skynet in that setting. In what setting? Because it, it, it talked about... Me the, Mechatron? Yeah, like all, all the robots have all their assigned full functions and uh, uh, goals in life and so on and so forth. And I, I, I is I guess there's no no equivalent of like you know a group of robots who just want to kill everyone. Spoilers. Mm. <laughs> Seriously, spoilers. So uh, there might be, there might not be. There might be one universal consciousness. There might be a group of robots, an oligarchy of robots, or it might just be the dome itself, or a weird human sitting behind the things that you don't see. Who knows? Hmm. I can't tell you that. The reason I can't, I won't tell you is I can, I'll tell you behind the scenes. How about that? Hmm. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you here because I want people to discover that for themselves. Okay. Well then, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll send you a message on uh, on Discord and and give you a because like message. Terminator analogies, you know, those came up a lot in chat during the thing, and you know, it's one of those things I was genuinely wondering about. because like this is a setting where all of the robots are completely benign. Really, are you sure about that? <laughs> there are things going on in the background. They're always in all of these. There's something going on in the background, whether it's Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Mechatron, Mutant uh, Gen Lab Alpha. Mutant Elysium is the most prevalent one because they're all... Th Mutant Elysium is like playing Succession Wars. Everybody's against everybody, and you'll find that out in a couple weeks when I start talking about that, but yeah. Uh, it's all in the... And Nerdy Ogre? Again, Spoilers. Spoilers. So, so I, I, uh, remind me to send you a message about that uh, later. Okay. And, and I'll answer that for you. Sound good? Sure. All right. Have a good one. Mm -hmm. There we go. Is he, had a, he has a very legit question. I just, <laughs> you know, for people that might be going through this scenario, I know it's in the book, but uh, I, I, want, I want you to keep that. I want your game master to have uh, the ability to run it at least as much as written as possible. So. Uh, all right, so what do we have here? We have a comment that says, ah, the Necromancer, very underpowered and played in fantasy. 
Do I remember that in Palladium Fantasy? I don't remember. In Adventures High Seas until the bone magic from Rifts Russia was added in Byzantium and the Northern Islands. Now they can do some serious damage. Rifts Africa has some nasty stuff in it, but very specific to Africa. Yes, great NPCs. I think somebody said it last week pretty well, where uh, if you treat it like an adventure module and not so much a, uh, a source book, it's worth the buy and worth the read. Uh, do, 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 do. Again, I've, I've tried not to do the whole Inception thing here where I'm commenting on comments on comments on comments, but I didn't buy Africa because I have so little outside the Four Horsemen in Egypt. I can see that. Uh, that's for Friday. Chillstream. Don't pirate the book. Half price books. It is okay. Oh, that was for Chillstream. Apparently, I responded to that one. Oh, the hell? Riffs is such an original concept. Just one of a kind. Unfortunately, the mechanics just suck. No, they don't. <laughs> no, seriously, they don't. Uh, I get that people don't like the editing or the layout sometimes. I'm with you. But, uh, so you haven't seen what I've got to do, have no background sound, and even that, what, what? Uh, that, that's why, no, no, you guys don't have to come in. It's just all a matter of if, you, you know, if you've got something you want to talk about with Mutant Mechatron or, you know, Battletech. If not, I'll read a few comments here and then we'll, uh, we'll help out. <laughs> or, so, it's all good. It's all good. Here, let me put that one up so you guys know what I was responding to it there. That's all, it's all fine. Like I said, my guess is Heathen Dog's going to save this topic for next week. But I don't know for sure. Uh, even people... God, this dude needs a spell checker. Even people that love the game admit it's broken. Nobody admits that it's broken. No, it is not broken. If you think it's broken, uh, you're heavily mistaken. It is not broken. I have yet to have anybody show me something that's broken. Yes, I've had people show me some inconsistencies. I believe in rulings over rules. And even those inconsistencies, somebody was talking about on my Discord, made a really good point. There's no inconsistencies until you start mashing in, you know, well, I want to put it after the bomb in with riffs. Well, then there might be some inconsistencies because they run a little differently. But, um, but is it broken? It's not broken at all. I, I will stand up to any of that. Show me. Give me the evidence of where you see it's broken. And if it comes down to what this rule says, well, be a good game master and make a ruling over a rule and say how it happens in your game. Or if you just don't like something, because almost every game that I've run for after the bomb, people complain about wildfire. I think I've talked about this before, or shooting wild. It doesn't make sense. It's shooting wild, wasting all these bullets. I only do a D4 damage, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's because it's cinematic. It's used as suppression fire. It's supposed to represent that you could hit an innocent person. You're really not taking the time. You're just going bam, 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 bam. And as somebody who shot quite a few firearms, um, I'm not maybe not as much as some people, but uh, I know that that's not an easy thing to do. You, you'd be happy you did a D4 damage and you wing somebody. Get over it. Um, so, you know, it, again, you have to think of a cinematic play, not simulationist play. Oh. Uh... Again, one of the best concepts, original campaign settings ever. Just needs some kind of convert conversion. Conversion to what? The Palladium system works just fine. It just needs it needs to have internal consistency. And I am one of those people, and I know there are Palladium diehards that disagree with me on this. I believe that there should be a universal system. That whether I'm running after the bomb or I'm running Heroes Unlimited or Rifts or Palladium Fantasy or System Failure or whatever should follow the same generic rules. Now, tweak it a little bit. Computer operation in Rifts is going to be different than an after the bomb, different than System Failure. 
I get that. Absolutely. Have the setting specific tweaks. No issues with that, right? But, you know, hand-to-hand basic should be the same across every game. Weapon proficiency flail should be the same across all the games. You know, things like that. What cover does for you should be the same across all the games. Hopefully that, that makes it. How vehicle combat works, whether it's, you know, chariot racing or starship fighting, <laughs> should be the same, you know, same framework. So, uh, so all told, yeah, it, it, it could use, uh, and again, I know some of that played in diehards don't agree with this, but that's fine, uh, you know. But to say that it's broken, no. Uh, call lightning is especially broken, is it? Carpet of adhesion. Uh, somebody had some comments about how to actually get around carpet of adhesion. It was on one of the videos we did in the past, past maybe three, four, five weeks ago. I'm not sure. Now, to be fair, yeah, at some points you got to put in some house rules, but even Kevin would be like, yeah. You know, uh, like, was it one of, one of people treated it like uh, a mimic? Rub, put, pour alcohol on it. You're no longer stuck to it anymore. But the rules don't say you can do it. Do they explicitly say you can't? Use some imagination. Uh, and I'm not complaining with your comment specifically. It's just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't run those. I run after the bomb, so I don't have to deal with carpet adhesion. Thank God, right? Uh, but, you know, there are always ways you can tweak. And you're welcome to tweak something at your table if you don't like the way it works. And always remember, carpet adhesion works for the enemy as well. Have everybody just stuck to the ground. <laughs> so... Uh, call lightning does mega damage has no dodge or saving throw it's house rule for at least a chance to dodge okay uh, making too many source books together would end up with the equivalent of having killer tomato try to join the avengers well yeah i mean there is scope creep as well we've talked we talked directly with kevin about that and sean so, so anyway i uh, i think i know where this person's trying to go i don't completely agree but and i wasn't even Oh, no, that's on an older video, so... Whatever. Um, the Medicine Man OCC was my absolute favorite part of this book. Okay. For Riffs, I'm always a bridesmaid, GM. Never a bride, GM. GM? GM? I think one of those is supposed to be player, but I'm not sure. But if I ever got the chance to play... Okay, so always a bridesmaid, never the bride, which should say player. Got okay. Uh, the chance to play at Rock, the, Rock a Medicine Man. Delunga from Solomon Kane with a laser rifle. Okay. Solomon Kane, which is owned by a new IP, along with Mutant and Conan. As an amateur GM, wasn't it also stated by you two that the world you create for your setting is your own creation? Yep. Doesn't have to be as depicted in description from the book, right? Yep. I don't know what that was in reference to, but yep. We understand that when we cover the games, we cover them as provided in the book. Why? Because we... Sure, I inject more so than Heathen Dog. I inject house rules and thoughts and so forth as well, like how I would change things. Absolutely. But when we're covering them, we're covering them as is because this is the game presented to you. If you choose to make changes after that, that's up to you. But if I only express to you the, the game with the changes I make, well, somebody's coming here to figure out what the actual game's about. It's going to be like, well, wait a second, that's not what the game's about. So we talk about it from the perspective of this is what the game presents and then occasionally throw in me some more so in Heathen Dog our opinions on how things could uh, could be changed. 
Um, trying to keep up with chat as well. Lore is absolutely, yep, the, the lore is great. The only thing I love more than Playdom's Call of Cthulhu, that's my jam. You and Heathen Dog should have a long conversation. Heathen Dog's actually got a Let's Play on here somewhere. Look up, uh, was it mushrooms? What, what's the keyword you want to look up for? <laughs> I think it's mushrooms or something. Yeah, some people, uh, some people suck rock at the range, but will tell you they're skilled. Yeah. Oh, I'm average. Look, I do not have a one, one and a half second draw time like I should. But, and since I have them both right here, right now, with my 45, I will hit you. I am not, I am not worried. <laughs> You're done. With my P320? I'm a little less uh, convinced. <laughs> At least if I'm if I'm trying to be fast. So, yeah. Yes, Crafty was in that Let's Play. So. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, my second campaign. Okay, so this is replying to this person. My second campaign base used the core books, Atlantis, Face World, Mercenaries, and Vampires, and it was more about trying to ally uh, to a brigade of true Atlanteans and true alien intelligence. We allied to get the MDC gear. We need to have a chance against the vampires. So this is one of those type of... This almost fits into kind of like my timelines that I like to talk about, where, yeah, you do this step, you do this step, you do this next step in order to get to the main thing. It's like it's not just you rush right to the end, and the world's still moving on through these different timelines, so... Uh. Wow, one guy. It's, my wife is new to shooting, so she's had some struggles hitting the target as well. We need to get—I need to get her back out there. I got to tell you, the RSO at the range that we go to is fantastic. Look, I hadn't fired a weapon in twenty years. So basically, I hadn't fired a weapon since I got out of the Air Force, mostly because I lived in dumbass states like Illinois, Minnesota. Uh. I lived overseas in Japan and Germany, and yes, I technically could have had a weapon in Germany, but it wasn't worth the effort. So I just wasn't living in places where I could. Now that I live in Alabama, you know, as a Minnesotan here living in Alabama, um, <laughs> like, first one of the first things I did was like, my guns, my guns, thank you, I can have my guns. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, and you know, when I went to the range the first time, the RSO was was awesome. I was like, I told him, I said, man, I haven't fired in 20 years. I'm going to be so embarrassed today. He's like, no, here you go. Remember your breathing. Remember your stance. He did think it was funny. I still use the Weaver stance because most people use isosceles stance. But, you know, hey, you can't. Um, but, uh, but he was awesome. And my shots from the three times that I went, you know, once a month for three months uh, at that point, bam, bam, bam. I'm, yeah. I've now got to I also have a little target right there that I use with a, my red dot and a, a Mantic uh, a laser sight. Got two targets out there, which I'll practice drawing with no real, with snap caps in. in. So you don't want to break into my house. <laughs> okay, you don't. At the same time, I'm not going to go out there and be like, yeah, hit the bullseye from, shoot the wings out from flight 500 yards with my, no, that's not me. So, all right. Uh, I'll just say I read that because it seemed like a good comment. Uh, mine took place two years after Tolkien Wars. Both players started in the Burbs, got employed. Okay, uh, that wasn't too long. Arizona, where number of Tolkien refugees were sent. 
Mix New West, Lone Star Spirit West. Oh, you're going to see a lot of comments in here. People basically complaining about the New West. All right. Or that we don't like New West. Let me give you my answer. I told Heathen Dog I was going to do this uh, before the stream started. Why does Max say, I'm not speaking for Heathen Dog. I'm speaking for me. Why do I not like the New West? Because I don't like Westerns. I grew up with Westerns. My mom watched a lot of Westerns. I think my stepdad even watched a bunch of Westerns. I don't like Westerns. I didn't watch Firefly when it first came out because it was Westerns. I didn't actually watch it until Heathen Dog convinced me to watch it after it had been canceled for three or four years, right, right before the Serenity movie came out. I don't like Westerns. So if you write a book, because one of the things that people yelled at me about is like, well, all the books have tropes. All the books are caricatures. You're right. I don't like Westerns. And so if you make your book based on Western stereotypes and tropes and so forth, while that might fit the riff setting, I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't like Deadlands. I don't, that's just not for me. If you like it, play it, love it, enjoy it. I'm glad Kevin is selling more books. I mean that. That's why I don't like New West. Now, I can't speak for Heathen Dog. I don't, I don't fully know his reasons why. It might be the same, might be similar, might be different. I don't like the New West because I don't like Westerns. And everything about the New West was just a caricature of Westerns. There. <clears throat> yeah, I just broke it. I've told them about cow punchers. I did some that I'm going to buy Atomic Punk, though. So, uh, let me see. I know I missed some chat here. So, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Last time I was at the range, so that, okay, uh, did Kevin or Sean ever mention Express Intricate, Universal Palladium System, sort of like GURPS? We brought it up to him. They have higher priorities. As, uh, you know, Kevin and Sean will never tell us yes or no. Because if they tell us yes and I leak it, that, they'd get mad. And if they told me no and I, and I said, ah, oh, Kevin and Sean aren't ever going to do it. Well, if they do, first of all, they lied to me. And secondly, then I disappoint you guys. And it's like, oh, Kevin and Sean said they're not going to do the one thing we want. Screw this game. So they're never, honestly, even behind the scenes, Kevin and Sean do not tell us their secrets. So <laughs> I want them to, but no, they don't. Hopefully that helps. So I don't know. Uh, they said they've heard a lot of people talk about it. It is not a high priority for them as they're doing things like, uh, what, do, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what, Titan Robotics and, and you know, the monster, uh, the, or the Companion Beast 2, Beast Manual 2, whatever it's called, uh, as they're working on those things. So bug them. And I mean that. Be respectful. Always be respectful. But tell them it's what you want. The more people that tell them, especially, you know what, if they do a Kickstarter and find out that a lot of people are paying for this universal book, now, I think some people be angry because they'll be like, that makes all the stuff I bought useless. No, it just tweaked. And you don't have to change anything you've got. But, you know, I, I think that's part of the reason why it's not a high priority for them. Because if they look at it and see how daunting it is, crap, how do we, how do we combine? Well, maybe I don't have to worry about Robotech and TMNT because those are licenses they lost. But how do we combine Splicers and System Failure? and Dead Rain, and Beyond the Supernatural, and Night Pain, and After the Bomb, and Riffs, and all the source books for Riffs, and all the source books for Palladium Fantasy. Oh my god. Yeah, I could see that that would be a daunting task. So. See, got to show the rules, then make comments for ideas, for maybe problem areas. Yep. Uh, New West is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. If you like Westerns, I get it. 
Max is not a fan of Boot Hill. Uh, sounds like communism to me, Max. Might be yours. <laughs> Might be. Uh, uh, but if, you know, even if, even if Kevin and Sean, for me, this is just for me talking here. I shouldn't have to say that, but uh, but I know I'll, I'll rile people up if I don't. Create just the universal Palladium system, useful for all Palladium games for now and in the future. But it's really its own thing on the side, where it doesn't invade anything that's already been written. I would still be okay with that, as long as it included aspects of the fantasy genre, the riffs genre. After the you, you see what I'm saying? But. Yeah, it might get rid of a lot of duplication. You're right. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I same. It's all. It's all good. I, I, I get it. Uh, let's see what's going on here, Chad. Africa is never going to be better than the New West. Okay. Do Spirit West, and this is what I need Heathen Dog to see because if there's enough of these comments, and believe me, there were, um, we'll get him to do the Spirit West. But uh, just so much more room for both books than Africa could ever touch. But if you hear what I'm saying here for these comments today, if you come back to this. Oops, scroll back up. This is weird how YouTube does this. I hope you understand my rationale for not liking New West. It has nothing to do that it was written poorly or anything. I just don't like the Western caricature. There's no Rift World book for Middle East. It's a hot topic back in the 90s. Then Kevin didn't want to touch. That could be right. I never asked him. We could ask him. You know, it's funny. We've gotten a lot of comments from people like, hey, can you ask Kevin this? Can you ask Kevin that? And nobody has posted those comments on our Discord. If you want me to ask Kevin the question, Got to post on our Discord or we might forget. Because I will literally search for the names Kevin, Sean, Sambita, Riffs, and look through those, you know, things like that and look through those comments to see if somebody said something we can ask Kevin. Uh, but I won't remember this comment here, for example. But this is a good question. Like, are you ever going to do it? Degenesis, which I just talked about the other day, would be a great way of way Degenesis handled Africa would be a great way for Palladium to handle the Middle East. Crafty, Crafty, you know what I'm talking about, right? What do you think about that? If if Rifts was to handle the Middle East the way Degenesis, the game Degenesis was unfortunately out of print and physical copy, now you can still get the PDS, uh, handled Africa, I think that'd be a great way. And some of them could be redone, not fully, but you could take Africa and still split it up. You can now make the Mali Empire, have it like uh, recover its former glory that it had, what, 600 years ago, whatever it was? You could do that and add it in there without too much, uh, you know, without changing, like, this book too much. What I think, and this is just personal opinion, again, this is not based on anything other than, than a guess. The reason Kevin was able to have Mystic China, Japan, and all these things is because of Eric Wojcik. Eric lived over there. He was an expert in that area. Uh, you know, uh, Ninjas and Super Spies. I don't know if he has anybody on his team, considering a small, that's an expert in all the facets of African lore and history and tradition and so forth. There's some that we can look up, but how much time does he have to sit in a library or the internet and research all of that to the nth degree? It would take years. And honestly, it would take at least a couple of years to really dive into it, to get it, we'll call it historically accurate, to where it would fit riffs. So it's a general overview. And I, I personally think that's probably what it came down to. It's like, you know what? I know what I know. We can work around a couple of these tropes and then move forward. That's my guess. Oh, here we go. Francois de Rocher says, uh, 
The author of Rifts, Duty's Edge, established a great setting for Palladium books to handle the Middle East. Okay. I still haven't read any of the Rifts books. Uh, what did you say here? Rifts has a ton of settings spanning dozens of genres, bound to be a few books you don't care for, and many of Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not even the Rifts guy. I, I, I want more After the Bomb books. And the thing is, is Palladium could cheat, and I would let them cheat. I would let Kevin and Sean cheat and just pour it over, not the art, but the concepts of the coalition to the Empire of Humanity. Or even go so far as in an alternate universe, say the Empire of Humanity is pre-Rift's coalition. I'd do that. I'd be, in, I'd be in for that. I would love to see more After the Bomb, a redo of Mutants Down Under, a redo of, uh, of uh, Mad Max, what was it? Um, oh my God, it's the, the, the West. Um, I can't think of it right now. Roadhogs, Roadhogs. There we go. Uh, I, I would love to see that because those books are only like ten pages long. <laughs> I'd love to see those things be expanded to to full size books, or or one book that incorporated all of the mutant Yucatan. I didn't like the Britain one, Mutants of Avalon. I didn't really like that one, but you know, Mutants of the Yucatan, uh, Roadhogs, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'd love to see that, but I still expand upon what's there. I'd love to see that. You're actually playing a risk campaign like that's awesome. It's awesome. All right, let's uh let's go on here. Truffle, good to see Truffle back. Oh, this is on an old one, so I can't. Uh, I'll have to go back and read that one. Truffle always leaves me comments that are this long, but it's awesome. I don't mind. I won't read them here, but I do. I don't mind long uh, comments. It tells me that you care about the subject. Uh oh, here's another risk one. Just uh, so this is from just call me copy. Uh, just recently started a campaign with a group where the GM invited me to play. This is actually my first TTRPG, and I'm loving it. Wow, Rifts is the first TTRPG. That's that's awesome. And you're loving it? That's awesome. My character's a size stalker with a lot of speed, and a few sessions have already managed to rake in a few kills. It's been a great experience, and I always like picturing in my mind what's going on, how it looked. Freaking awesome. Especially as a first RPG. Good for you. I mean that. That sounded really sarcastic coming out of me. <laughs> but no, I mean that. Okay, that's uh, more other stuff. My robot. Hypochondriac robot, pretty much every Woody Allen character, okay? Um, does the book include the possible... By the way, do I need to put the link out there again, or are you guys just not interested in talking? I'm good either way. I'm going to get through these uh, comments, but uh, I'm good either way. You guys can come in and talk about Battletech or Mutant Mechatron. Does the book include any possible colonialism from Europe? <sighs> Moving on. Protocol. Hello there. Hall of the Roads. Ichuta. Protocol robot. How rude. Okay. Oh, I did like that one. And I, that's right. I responded back. Ba weed, ground out, weep, ninny bong. Uh, industrial robot is definitely the one I want to play. I like them all except for, I don't like the, I don't, honestly, I don't like the human robot, the companion robot. But hey, that's fine. And I do like the idea of the scrap, the uh, scrap robot because you're always beneath notice. Rather a, a robot butler than human one? I agree with that. <laughs> that's right. And I did the pun. What is wrong with me? Somebody help me. Help me. Uh Rifts is also your first. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna make a great RPG setting, play cops stopping black market soap. Wait, what? Cops stopping black market soap and evil Americans? Sad thing is that the serious cop show from the Iron Curtain, not a cop. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Most juicer types. You are correct. They die to their augmentation between 48 hours and 48 hours. Really? It's 10 years. As a juicer equivalent. Okay. 
Of the juicer types, any of them that go through the augmentation to fight monsters continue fighting monsters by changing drastically. The cold-blooded ritual of uh, uh, becoming a full conversion Borg. Most... Wait, what? Go through augmentation if it can continue fighting monsters, change drastically. Oh, was it through the cold-blooded ritual of becoming a full conversion Borg? Okay, but I think that the brain would still be addicted to this stuff. I'd have to see what Kevin says about that, because my take would be like, if you went from being a juicer to a Borg, you still want the juice. That stuff is like heroin times 50. But, uh, like, because here's the thing. And this is where I mean, he might not agree with me specifically on this. I don't know. I don't speak for Heathen Dog. But conceptually, we kind of agree. We both don't like players trying to manipulate a situation. I might even be more adamant about that than him. Because I'm always looking for the angle that the character's trying to uh, look for to screw the game over. Which sometimes leads me to say no before I've actually thought through something. Because the first thing I think of is like, how are you going to screw it over? Um, but I'm not going to let you play a juicer in my game and convert to something else. You will have to make the detox rolls. I don't care what you try to convert to. A crazy? A, a Borg? A normal civilian? You're going to make those detox rolls. That is the drawback of playing a juicer, and if you get rid of the drawback, WTF is the point. You just played a, a superhero, the super superhero, the super duper superhero in the superhero game. Now, no. You have the drawback or play a different class, OCC. Now, what you do to your table is your own business. I shouldn't have to say this, but apparently I fucking do. Oops, shouldn't be cussing in this one. I, apparently I do. And if that's how you want to handle it and that's your house rule and this is what you guys do, good on you. Enjoy the game. Keep playing it. Having fun. But I think that these are supposed to come with drawbacks because of how powerful you are, just like the crazy. And they're supposed to be integral to the game. Um, most most juicer with enough cash can do the cold blooded conversion. Phaeton juicers don't know what that is. Become Borg pilots easy enough. Over half no uh over half no option will present itself and detox not available or taken. Character will die. But one in fifties at best detoxes or dodge consequences of being a juicer. I'm not even understanding this anymore. By only accepting the consequences of becoming something else. I, I was he saying that one in fifty will can do it. That's okay ratio for me. That is an okay ratio for me. If one in 50 can actually beat the detox, that's, that's fair enough for me. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what all that said, but, you know, hey. Attributes can be fixed by careful race choice. If you have low attribute, you can get a bonus. One good stat, best low attribute. Agree with Psy for the most part. Crazy requires skill and time. Yeah, for juicer, detox, or bore cold one. Uh, second time we saw that is the same person. Yeah, same person. Okay. Stay alive in the game five plus years. Again, I don't like things that uh, that avoid the drawback of being what that OCC class concept role model, whatever is. Um, now, I do know Juicer Uprising also had some things in there as well that made them both stronger and deadlier. And The feel of no drunk driving, deep lore, reciting philosophy, bro party. What the fuck? Are these just words strung together? I'm not even giving you a like. I don't know what the fuck that means. Second curse. Sorry, I got to stop cussing. This isn't Friday Night Chill Stream. Pardon me for the beeps. Um, I like how I put four horsemen in this book as well because none of these OCCs could handle the ridiculous power. Yeah. Love the Phaeton Juicer. Okay. 
I mean, I I think I have Juicer. Yeah, I have Juicer Uprising. I recently got it in the Christmas package. I know we're six months in, but uh, I haven't read it yet. Uh, just put the witch on a record player so it gets launched into a fan. Bonus points if you get the reference. I don't get the reference, so I don't get the bonus points. But if one of you people out there, I'll read it again. Just put the witch on a record player so it gets launched into a fan. If you get it, then you get bonus points and you can have part of the internet today. A super pilot, basically? Okay. Again, I kind of don't like... I don't want to limit players, especially in a game like Rifts that's supposed to be the kitchen sink. But it's already a robot pilot. Why the hell? I mean, there's already a glitter boy. Why do we need a juicer glitter boy? Like, <laughs> uh. uh, do you two only allow good character classes and things you run? Well, they hardly play anymore, to be honest. Well, I mean, that's partially true, but uh, nowadays, I'll allow uh, uh, I'll allow good. And if he'd gone through the alignment state, you'd have seen this. I allow uh, good and selfish. I used to allow evil. I don't anymore. And even anarchic, I will talk to the player. To find out, because in my experience, people who play the Anarch alignment are just trying to be chaotic, neutral, crazy. They're not trying to be, you know, against the man, or they're not trying to be, you know, uh, we'll say libertarian on steroids. They're trying to find ways to dick with the party. And I don't want that anymore. You know, I've talked about uh, on, was it a Friday Night Chill stream or a recent stream where I don't like PvP in my games? I don't. Now, some things might come up that end up causing it. I'll have to, you know, let that happen, but I don't like PvP, and, and people who play Anarchists tend to lean in that direction to see how they can screw with the game. The only evil I like for is, uh, is Aberrant, or Aberrant, you know, again, I, I pronounce it Aberrant, deal with it. Um, yeah, I, I could see that, but again, I'm going to talk to the player first to find out what the reason is, and you know what, I might, might be one of those things that we talk about in the open with all the players. Are you guys okay with this? And if they're like, yeah, you know what, as long as he's not doing this, as long as he's not doing that, and that player gives his word as an aberrant character, <laughs> you know, uh, then, then we can move on. So. Nerd Yogurt, thanks for saying the obvious. I don't know what it was. Oh, this is, I don't know what it was, but, uh, okay. Somebody who has access to the full stream, though. Oh, it's a new member. Okay, right there, new member. That's why. I, well, Marvel Rifter, I don't know if I saw your name before. Thank you very much for being a new member. I appreciate that. If you know, if we didn't get a chance to say thank you before, I'm saying thank you now. I just feel like New West is hated on hard. It is by me because I don't like westerns. That's it. I'm not frustrated with him. <laughs> I'm just saying it again. Uh, it's part of the West. Yep. You must do Spirit West as part two. Another person is saying that, okay? Shouldn't judge too hard in the series if you don't follow it, though. I, I, I don't like Westerns. We've covered the New West. We, he has a complete entire video on the New West where I was poo-pooing it the entire time. It's rare PC that plays chaotic, neutral, or anarchist, but thinks the part... Right. Yeah, no chaotic, stupid players, right? So... I demand spirit. <laughs> okay. He demands it. Well, I'll talk to him. I can't make him do anything. If he tells me flat out, F no, I'm not doing it. But if he says he'll do it, as long as Legion of Myth buys it, then Legion of Myth will buy it and we'll do it. There are a lot of people who want it. So, and you're a member. So, you know, you're already paying. There's no reason we can't use a little bit of that money for, uh, thank you. Hungar. Boo. <laughs> Okay, are we done? Wow, that's an old one. That's back in the old Legion Myth Weekly livestream when, when uh, Heathen Dogs doing anime reviews. 
thanks for the introduction. Okay, it's four days ago, so we're, wow. Uh, Ron Neobody has been making a lot of comments, and I said it in chat before, but if Ron's still here, thank you. I'm glad somebody's taken interest in it. And even though he's playing in games that are run quite a bit different than how the book says it, I think they're interesting, and I'm glad he's playing these games. There you go. Do thou will to harm no one, right? Uh, thanks for the intro review. I played all four mutant games. We didn't follow the campaign. Oh, okay, so he's saying it right there. We didn't follow the campaign. So the ah, eat that. So just uh, comparing the game mechanics, mutant robotics are the funnest mutants to play, in my humble opinion. I I believe that too. I believe that too. So skipped aberrant. Well, guess what? He's going to cover it. Panther. Oh, you purr, you're right here. <laughs> hey, purr. He's gonna he was supposed to cover it today, so sorry about that. Wow. Again, when I'm looking at this uh this uh thumbnail, I know this is a really old <laughs> video. And it looks like 2018, yeah. So so skip aberrant, one of those things I really like about Palladium systems that they're that they're the only system I'm aware of that has an alignment like aberrant. Yeah, it's kind of an yeah, it is definitely an offshoot. It's like, you know, the other ones are evil, evil. So uh Evil Samurai, you're rare swashbuckling rogues with honor, your Lord Soft Knight. Yep. What but I think that to me, I think they should be NPCs. They make the best villains. To me, they make the best villains because it's a villain that thinks he's doing the right thing. That has a code, that thinks his code is better than the world's code, right? I don't know if it's great for a player though. But I, I'm not just gonna outright say no. Just can't do it. I'll talk to you. Unlike miscreant and diabolic evil alignments, if an ever in line character gives you a word, she will keep it. Yep. Principle is not the only truly honorable way of thinking. No, and, and, and I love that dichotomy. I do love that dichotomy. It's lawful evil versus lawful good, right? In this case, I absolutely like that dichotomy. I agree with you. It's, yeah, it's lawful evil. You're right. Absolutely right. Uh, for anyone out there who might uh, want to take on the highly creative alignment, one note, Rifts does use armor rating. Yeah, okay. And with the very OCCs, use example skills. Cybernet, yes, it does. Cybernet does use armor rating. But in a mega damage world, armor rating doesn't matter. That's only for the SDC stuff. And that is where I start to lose Rifts a little bit. I don't hate Rifts. Rifts is just a little too over the top for me, okay? I play it. You guys, have, I've got videos out of me playing Rifts. I hopefully will be going back to playing more of that. I like the SDC stuff better. Your mileage may vary, but yeah. I'm using an interesting legion. Aw. Aw. I'm hurt. I'm hurt right here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm glad. Hey, whatever your reason for watching, we appreciate it. As long as you're getting some benefit out of it, whether it's through Heathen Dog, whether it's through old Garthon videos, whether it's me. Hey, you know, uh, we appreciate that. So thank you for being here. Come down to our walks, talk to reasonably. I like that. Keep up. Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day to you as well. Trash the game, not the gamer. Are you trashing me? What video is this? I don't even know what video that is. I can't scroll over for some reason. Oh, oh yeah, Discord mods. Yeah, I posted something for the Discord mods. How did you see that? This is unlisted video. I mean, I guess you could technically find it because it's unlisted, not private. But okay. Uh, but yes, uh, we were having an issue on the Discord where things were getting a little weird. Every time someone would be like, I like Palladium. Palladium's written by commies. I like Modiphius. Modiphius written by jerks. Hey, does anybody know how to handle something D&D &D 5e? You play D&D &D 5e, you suck. Like, no. 
Answer the question. If you want to have a little drive-by in there, well, I wish you didn't play that woke garbage, but how I would handle that in this case is blah, blah, blah. We'll let that slide, but stop going off on people for the games that they play. I want people on my Discord to actually, you know, talk about the games, not about the politics, unless the politics is getting in the way. I'm interested in or actual plays featuring Legion Myth guys. Well, I, I've just posted a bunch on Discord where I'm playing Pathfinder 2. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's Pathfinder 2. But, uh, and for those who decide to watch it, you will see why that Pathfinder 2 group is now split into two. <laughs> uh, yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I also, uh, you can go to RPGs, I'm sorry, uh, what's a Mercercore RPG, is what he calls himself now, uh, channel, and you can see the Rifts Let's Play there. And there, there should be more. I play Earth Dome. So, uh, all right, already looked at that one. Trash game, read both the Africa, New West, 100% with Ethan Dog, and this one, New West is the worst. Wow, Crafting Gamer says it's the worst. It's the worst. However, I haven't read Australia, so uh, cover Australia, so I can probably agree with Ethan Dog again. Okay. A lot of people, from what I've read, don't like Australia because they don't like how Kevin covered the Aborigines. But. In a game where everything is a trope, everything is a stereotype, everything is over the top, I think Kevin's been very respectful while still keeping those in there. So my problem isn't how isn't how Kevin depicted the West. My Kevin is I don't like my my problem is I don't like the trope. So, um, anything that really triggers me about riffs is the use of mock for measuring speeds in space. Okay, yeah, I get that. However, someone pointed out NASA does it. It's still wrong. Okay. I mean, Heathen Dog was wrong about a few, too. So, <laughs> you know, uh, if that's how he uses it, that's how he uses it. But, yeah. uh, so, I think, uh, I think it's the kids in people's brains that freak out over what other people play. Respect. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I sometimes jump down rabbit holes, too, to be fair. Uh, oh, did somebody say something else about Earth Dawn? Did I just miss the comment? Sorry. Uh, Max is still yeah. Max is still going because I'm reading through comments. There are a lot of comments from last week, and Heathen Dog's not here to help me cover them. So I've got to. Uh, I have a cat eating down there. I've got to. I like New West. Hey, you're allowed to like New West, and I hope seriously. I hope you enjoy. It. I'm not saying that is some freaking cop out thing. Uh, would you please, for the love of God, let me click on this? There, <laughs> everyone does. Heathen Dog does that to see if people are. Like, no, that's not true. It's a perfect book. Got everything right. I hope you watched this video. Uh, Toto didn't bless the... Okay, this I remember us already talking about. No, no, this is Africa, and he covered it last week. Maybe I just... Okay, Toto didn't bless... Oh, that song's gonna be stuck in my head now. I don't know what that means, Mar Hawkman, but I'm sure that's a meme that I don't quite get... About disclaimers in TTRPG books, sometimes they are necessary. I don't agree with that. Even when they're really fucking stupid. Uh, oops, I shouldn't have read that. But uh, some people are just that dumb. Some people are so clueless, even disclaimer wasn't enough to curb their stupidity. Example, Book of Nod as in-character source book for White Wolf Games Vampire Masquerade. It's a work of total fiction. And there's a disclaimer at the front of the page that so says it's none of this is real. And yet, this day, I still encounter people spew the folklore inside that fictional book as if it were fact. I just say Darwinism, man. I, and I know that might sound comical, but no, I mean it. If you are so attached to your kid, look, 
Watch those role-playing videos of me playing Pathfinder 2. It's in the Pathfinder Starfinder channel on our Discord. You will see that I am in character as much as I possibly can be. I try to be in the headspace of my character. I try to think like my character. I try to act like my character. I did make a couple of mistakes in it, and I talked about it after stream, which you won't see because he clipped those out, where I talked about it. I felt really bad using some modern lingo in there or talking like me and not the character. I forget what term I actually uh, used, but I was really mad at myself for doing that because it's not something that that character would say. But anyway, that's a personal thing. Uh, you don't have to have the same concept of role-playing that I do. But uh, if you kill yourself over the fact that your character died in game, that's on you. I have no sympathy. The fact that Kevin puts in his game, like, witchcraft, we don't support it. Fuck up. Not to Kevin. I don't talk like that to Kevin. But I mean, conceptually, fuck that. You know what? I don't care if you believe in witchcraft. I don't care if you belong to one of the Thelemas. I don't care if you got a big Golden Dawn book like I have down there. I don't care if you're Wiccan or Ruskrushan or if I'm probably saying that wrong or, or whatever. I don't care if you have all the books of Enoch out there and you have a watchtower on your wall. I don't care. You do you. I don't have to tell you if it's real or not because this book is all a game. And it just drives me nuts when I see any disclaimers. It wasn't right then and it's not right now. Um, I mean, I get, so I get what, um, what is this? I was saying that the Walter MC is saying, I get it. I, uh, Oh, Judson, this is a guy I used to work with. He ran a couple of my games in Germany that I've talked about. What prevents game master from changing plans on the fly to counter players plans? Do they write it down? Oh, this is going back a couple of weeks. Well, this will be the last one I read then. Yes. The players go to one area. The GM goes to the other. Each side writes down the orders plans. Then they are all revealed together. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it at that. That is it. We're done. We're done reading comments. Nobody else wanted to call in. So I think we're going to leave it at that. Kind of a longer segment, but that's fine. Uh, I wanted to get through all your comments. Makes it a lot easier than <laughs> typing them. And if somebody says, oh my God, Max never responds to comments on the screen. Well, guess what? You can point them to this video and say, ah, Max probably did a video about you. These are, you might not care, but Symbita uh, has parents and non-role players to worry about when their kids bring them home. It helps. I, I th again, I think you're catering. Look, I was part of the satanic panic. I went to Lutheran school. Oh, yeah, it's all demonic worship, witchcraft, blah, blah, blah. My Lutheran school was wrong. Okay? Those parents should not have been catered to. Michael Stackpole, for all his faults, had that one right. Shut up, it's not real. It's not making you kill yourself. These are just games. Shouldn't have to write that in the beginning of a book. And I don't accept the... the the concept of, well, this helps me sell. I don't think it does. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think anybody opens up the front page of a book and says, oh, there's a disclaimer here. I can buy it now. I don't, you know, maybe I'm wrong. So. <laughs> there you go. Disclaimer. If you need a disclaimer to tell you this is not real, then it's not the hobby for you. So. Anywho, I'm just one person with an opinion. You guys know how that is. You're all allowed to have opinions. I'm allowed to have opinion. We can agree. We can disagree. In fact, if we all agreed, this would be boring. So, wait, what is this? As a PC, I hate... Wait, what? As a PC, I hate learn to hate bunnies so much in D&D. &D, my PC made a... Bando fought. Oh, <laughs> fought. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I was like, what are you talking... Anybody... <laughs> If anybody doesn't know the fought are, the fought are hick, 
Southern hick bunnies in Battle Lords of the 23rd Century who procreate like mad. They're they're a creation. I forget the the, the mad scientist who created them. Go watch our Battle Lords of the 23rd Century series. Even though I hate seventh edition, I say play fourth or sixth edition. Those are the editions I like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, but they don't. They neither cause you to be or prevent you from being. Like that's the thing. So it is. All right. So with that in mind, um, words of wisdom. Uh, do I have any words of wisdom to talk us out? Well, obviously the words of wisdom I have to have is thank you very much for you folks being here. Thank you for the super chats today. Oops, there we go. Got to put the thank you on them. Thank you for the super chats we received today, even if it made us say things on the videos we didn't want to say. Crafty. Crafty. <laughs> but I appreciate each and every one of you being here. I uh, hope you guys had a good time. Sorry the Heathen Dog couldn't do his segment too, but like I said, even before the stream, he did tell me he wasn't feeling well. I didn't know how bad that was, but when he had to leave, he had to leave. I'm glad he stuck it out through all of segment one. And hopefully next week we can talk about uh, those uh, Palladium alignments or something else. I don't know. Uh, all I know is that I now have a lot of graphics to redo for, t for today because I was all set up for the thumbnails for, for him. But... Uh, so with that in mind, uh, I was streaming to, I don't know, did I stream to Twitter today? I can't even remember. I was streaming to Twitter, streaming to Kick, streaming to Twitch, streaming to Rumble. And of course, you know, Rumble's our favorite here. And of course, streaming to YouTube, where most of y'all were. And uh, Purse says, uh, thanks so much, Max. Always fun. Oh, I'm glad you had fun. And, that, and that's the whole point of this. Whether I'm screaming and ranting, whether we're just kind of talking about game mechanics, no matter what we're doing... You know, we want to present these games to you. We're presenting games that we like. We're presenting, even if we complain about some aspects of them, we're, we're talking about games we like. We want you to like them as well. And of course, we want you to think like us so we can all be one big Legion of Myth hive mind. <laughs> that will never happen, though. So, uh, but with that, uh, yeah, I've got nothing else, and I'm not going to give you a Minnesota goodbye. So we're just going to end this here. And I hope each and every one of you has a Wonderful. I got to find the stupid outro. There it is. <laughs> it's a wonderful week. <laughs>